0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our show. We have a very fun show today. I love that Amanda is starting off with Happy Six Nine. That's right, Happy Six Nine, everybody. I'm gonna start off today with a few small business shout-outs. We have a fun show. So as you guys probably can tell from the title, we are gonna be interviewing Mike Winnett from the <gasps> you'll <laughs> we'll be interviewing him in about a half an hour before that I'm gonna do a few small business shout outs uh, it's gonna be a really fun time but first of all uh good morning thank you everyone for being here um I'm drinking some coffee guys I'm excited for when I can wear a bra again it's uh it's it's not it's not fun to not wear a bra I will just put that out there everyone who who talks about not wearing a bra is the best. No, I hate it. But my back tattoo
1: hurts too much still to wear a bra right now. Are they the people where I th- I think I saw that it was the people who were talking about the uh I thought we were in solidarity to wear a t- to like, not wear bras. Wait, a minute,
0: I thought we were in solidarity. Yeah, I don't wear bras for the patriarchy, dude. I wear bras because um my You're back, so. my fucking scoliosis and my huge titties hurts even more. So Yeah, no, not wearing a bra in this life.
1: Wow, Um, your boobs really support the patriarchy.
0: They really, really do. Exactly, the force of gravity pulling the boobs down. Exactly. Good morning, everyone. Let's say good morning to everyone, and then we're going to do a couple small business shout-outs, and then we will get into uh, today's full episode. It'll be a lot of fun. So good morning to Joe.
1: Do you think gravity is male?
0: Do I think gravity is male? Well, yeah, Yeah. because it's always Trying to pull on my boobs, so it's definitely male.
1: So, grab so you think gravity is male, and uh, your explanation is that it's constantly groping everyone, yes. So, gravity's a slut.
0: Oh, wait, Mike's already here. That's great.
1: Hold up, we do. I think maybe 30 Um, minutes in England means three minutes in America,
0: yeah. Who knows, dude? Anyway, today we're having a really fun time, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to just thank everyone who came to. My book launch party last night. Uh, that was really fun. I was up with RK until midnight getting high. So I'm trying to. We were in. not getting high,
1: YouTube. Sorry. We were getting so fucking low and <laughs> depressed and everything else that you let on this platform. But we were not getting <laughs> high. <laughs> so that was. We were getting so Trisha Paytas last night. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So, she's going through shit. I should have. She's going through some
0: shit. I hope she's all right. We were um, so Gabby uh, Hanna last night. She's oh good going, lord! She's oh my shit. god! <laughs> um, hold up, real quick. Let me. I wanted to do a couple of small business shout outs, Um, this morning. Because
1: I want to give a shout out to my realtor who got me a Lowe's gift card as a congratulations. So now I'm excited to go buy a shit for my house. So thank that's you. That's amazing.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you, Nola Realtor.
0: So um, I want to give a shout out to the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which I got for free from a company called uh, Woven Brands from Etsy, which uh, one of it was sent to me by someone who uh, the the Instagram account Zoe Makes Clothes, who has been watching my channel and decided to send me some shirts. So look at this shirt. It's fun and it fits me without a bra on. So that's pretty nice. It's a very, very pretty shirt. So she like finds thrifted, she like goes to thrift stores and buys like plain t-shirts and then gets uh, uh, original designs printed on them. So very fun. And then she sells them on Etsy. So let me, I'm going to link you guys to that. Um, Boop, a doop, boop, boop. There we go. And then this is the shop. So shout out to woven brands for sending me this shirt. Look at all their very fun shirts. I think that this is super cool and I really appreciate you sending this. Um, So yeah, she does a lot of like trying to be environmentally friendly with the clothes and oh look at this one like suddenly like I want to go shopping on this site even though that she just sent me some for free now suddenly I want to go shopping again
1: that's probably to promote you sound it sounds like you're like writing the perfect script off the top of your head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this
0: is not even sponsored. Not sponsored, guys. I just wanted to give a small
1: business shout you, out. You just you just naturally speak in script. It's I'm like just you. naturally
0: like, yeah, let's uh, let's um, yeah. I'm just yeah, exactly. You, come, then, you come
1: from the church of uh, of capitalism instead of speaking in tongues, you speak in scripts.
0: Uh, the other shout out I wanted to give is for Custom Confection Chicago, which did the cookies for my book launch party last night so here is custom confection chicago right here here are the cookies that they did look at these cookies those were the cookies from my book launch so exciting super cute uh zooming in there uh she did so- such good custom work. look at the details she did on that cover what's look at is, those like,
1: details I
0: and mean, she didn't print these cookies like she like looked at the book cover and then hand did those cookies like that's amazing, dude. Like that's such detailed work. And then, like, look at these. Anyway, uh, I'm just very, very happy about uh, about these cookies. So wait, let's look at look at this. Um, look at the Nirvana album. Like, that's that's some good work, dude. So anyway, if you need cookies for a party, you should check them out. I mean, if you're in Chicago specifically, if you're not in Chicago, then it might be uh, a little bit far for you.
1: Okay, seriously, is there any art better than cookie art? Because like, cookie art get to, is the best. You get to appreciate how it looks, smells, and tastes. In some cases, how it feels too. Like you, like consistency of a cookie matters. Hashtag oh, definitely. Cook, hashtag cookie cult quilt. Cookie cult quilt. Cookie quilt cult.
0: Cookie quilt cult. Exactly. The, C, the CQC,
1: the cookie quilt cult.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yes, Kat says the cookies were cute, Amanda loves the cookies, Paige is talking about let's buy from everybody, all our friends except the Huns, of course, of course, I love it. All right, um, cool, let me see, so, hey, Mike, can you hear us? I mean, I think maybe he's not there yet, actually,
1: I just joined the stream, okay. I think he's just having fun.
0: Just having uh, a good time, just, just talking Just having around. a good time. Fucking
1: Let's go back to cookies and then scammers. Let's talk
0: about cookies and then we'll talk about scammers and then maybe we'll react to a scammer and we're just gonna have a really fun <laughs> morning.
1: Are there any multi-level marketing cookies?
0: In there. Um. um imagine.
1: A, imagine a, a famous MLM. Amos. Okay, fuck off. Uh, imagine if famous Amos was was an MLM. Like I think I would join that one.
0: Well, famous Amos cookies are so good,
1: dude. Yeah, I, I I would happily be recruited and just like use my discount to eat all the Famous Amos cookies yes f-
0: absolutely i also well, i once met an mlm rep uh named savvy which was okay this was very frustrating is a very frustrating story i went to uh um i went to a craft fair where i was selling my books and i met this other savvy there and i was so excited to meet another savvy and she was selling uh baked goods at her stand and i was like so excited uh, to try all her baked goods and I was like did you make these and she's like yeah I made these well turns out she made the baked goods but the chocolate was from her MLM that she was trying to sign people up for and it was called the cocoa exchange so if if someone ever approaches you from the cocoa exchange then uh, they're in an MLM
1: and it was so just get free pushing. chocolate and run
0: Yeah eat the free <laughs> chocolate and run dude I was so upset because I was like I'm meeting another savvy right now this is amazing. Got a savvy here.
1: You know what's really good, though, about that? Actually, you know why I can give him a pass, too? First off, chocolate's pretty much intoxicating, so people are more likely to sign up for something if, uh, if, if they're eating chocolate. Um, and if you're really hell-bent on getting out of there, chocolate gives you the energy you need to run really fast.
0: That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, I really want to eat my cookies right now from last night, but I want to, I, I, didn't do a good job of intermittent fasting yesterday because after my book launch stream was over, I got some, some dinner with some friends. And then, uh, my dad got me these tiny, cute little fireball bottles. So I was drinking some of these. You were drinking
1: them for the cuteness.
0: I was drinking them for the cuteness. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, Smoking Destroyer calls this Savvy on Savvy Crime Which is accurate I never thought that I would meet One, meet another Savvy And that two, she would Disappoint me so bad
1: (laughs) When you're named after an adjective
0: (laughs) That's the problem, dude Can't be named after an adjective
1: I will two million percent Not start a pot MLM Because I will smoke all the product if you, if you want to launch a business, that's something you hate. So you can't you cannot wait to get rid of the inventory. That's, that's what these business gurus all don't fail to tell you. They all tell you you gotta love what you do. No, the this fact is that you what gotta everybody
0: hate, misses! This is what everyone doesn't
1: understand! <laughs> this, is everyone doesn't understand. <laughs> this is what everyone doesn't understand! You we have to hate! Channel George for a second. <laughs> The path path to a long life is hating what you do, because when you hate what's going on, time slows down, okay? Do you hear me? Time slows down, and then you actually live a much longer life. And that's what you
0: don't understand. And this is what everybody misses. That's the thing, y'all. Yeah, you gotta um, gotta gotta channel Jordan Peterson in every element
1: of your life. It's very important. Dude, Jordan Peterson might be my favorite just for the memes.
0: He's he's a he's a good meme. I love that I can like make a video about him specifically and get so much hate from his fans and then make a video just like a regular video for my regular fans with where I mention him and my fans will be like, you're way too easy on him. He's so awful. And I'm like, well, where were you when his fans <laughs> were mass downvoting my video, guys? I have a video with like a with like a twenty percent like rate at this point because his fans have been brigading me.
1: Nah, it's just me and my fake accounts. It's just you, you and your
0: fake accounts. Yeah, I,
1: I I wanted I wanted to be the one to give you your first negative video because it's bound to happen to everyone. I thought if it was coming from a friend, it would hurt less. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's true but yeah <laughs> you don't know i have thousands of fake accounts to downvote you
0: no i said i don't know if it's true that a friend of being mean to you in a video would hurt less i know for a fact that you do not have thousands of fake accounts downvoting my video <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got that out of the way the fact the fact that, that i thought for a second you were actually unsure and i was like savvy do you think i'm psychotic <laughs>
0: I mean, I never know. You could, you could be like, you could be a big YouTuber in disguise. Yeah, there could be, there could be something, something going on there. Who knows?
1: Yeah, PewDiePie is more like Spartacus. You know, <laughs> we're all just following him. Guys, in the hope for- I'm
0: how many degrees am I from PewDiePie? Three. I'm three degrees from PewDiePie now because uh, this in this Friday's upcoming video, which is going to be Deep Dave Part Three on Dave Ramsey's lawsuit. Uh, I'm interviewing Emily D. Baker, who is a lawyer channel here on YouTube, so I'm interviewing her to talk about the legal side of of Dave's lawsuits and what, what her lawyer analysis is of them. She was on the H3 podcast recently to talk about the Jake Paul Triller lawsuit. So, I'm now three degrees from PewDiePie in terms of straight up collabs, dude, which is pretty I feel, great. I,
1: I feel like that's pretty disrespectful too. I mean I'm not saying that you should respect him. I feel like that's so disrespectful to H3H 3 you're not like, man, I'm two degrees of separation from H three H. I like, mean math. that's pretty that's
0: pretty impressive too. I'm I'm proud about that. I like their I like their show. So you could yeah, have said I, you're
1: two from Hila or Hila.
0: I could say that because I do love her, but yeah.
1: Do you yeah, love I, her or are you in love with her?
0: No! (laughs) You think I'm in love with everybody.
1: (laughs) And here's the thing about assumptions. You're right 82% of the time.
0: Assumptions are right 82% of the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't forget that, guys. Uh,
1: I had to pick a deliberate number in honor of GC daddy.
0: Grant Cardone. 10, are you there? um sorry what's uh what do we got do that
1: well there was a healthy cookie mlm that also sold anti-aging now it also sold anti-aging food bars um so i'm assuming that everyone in there really hated the cookies because how, how, how can you fails cookie sales team like everyone loves cookies
0: Everyone loves cookies. Cook-
1: cookies have been funding the Girl Scouts for a millennia. Okay, going all the way back to pre-Jesus Christ, the Girl Scouts have been collecting money through cookies. How can an MLM fail that quickly?
0: Ever people have asked me sometimes if I think Girl Scout cookies are a pyramid scheme. Which no, I don't. They're care. worse. They're <laughs> worse. They're, they're my <laughs> <addiction>. <laughs>
1: I forgot what happens. The, the money all goes back to Girl Scouts, like of America, right? It's not um, the girls don't see any commissions. Like they're, we're no, not teaching them
0: individual sale girls selling the cookies don't get don't
1: keep the money, which is a shame. Like that so we're, not, we're not keep teaching capitalism in a capitalist country. We're teaching
0: we're teaching um, we're Are teaching we... that everything you make goes to the state.
1: And but then again, Girl Scouts is a nonprofit, so I guess I understand that they can't teach yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I didn't I dude, I didn't I didn't even know about the the healthy cookie
1: MLM. That makes me think of um of you wanting to start an entrepreneur club in high school and you wanted to do the bake sale and they were like, so what do we do with the money? We keep it. We're we keep entre- it. We're an entrepreneur.
0: entrepreneur club. We're trying to sell things and make money. Like, why did everyone think that was such a bad idea? That's what I don't get. Everybody was like, Sammy, that sounds like, that's such a scam. That's such a ruse. That's that's like, such a scam. How? how I'm trying to get young people interested in entrepreneurship and no teacher would sponsor or like, uh, supervise the club. So I couldn't get it started. They were just like, no, that's that, that sounds ridiculous. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they use the entire structure of a school day to prepare us for capitalism. And then when we want to reap
1: some of the benefits, they shut us down. You know, how who would appreciate fair? this? You know, who would appreciate this? Who? Gary Vee, your v. true <laughs> mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Vee would love you for that. He would have picked you out of the crowd when you were in high school and said, This girl gets it.
0: Yeah, dude. I would have gone, if I'd known Gary Vee in high school and I was at one of his, because I'm, dude, high school, in me would have been obsessed with Gary Vee. I wish I knew him back then or like knew who he was because I would have been obsessed with him. I would have gone up to him at a crowd at, at an event and been like, Gary Vee, can you please convince a teacher to sponsor my idea for a young entrepreneur club? And dude, he would have been all over it.
1: Dude, your, your sexual orientation would have been hustle.
0: My sexual orientation is hustle. Um, RK has decided. that... it would have that been
1: if you met me be in high school. That
0: uh, what uh, his sexual RK's sexual orientation is money and cocaine. I don't. I literally never said cocaine. I, <laughs> I y- made you, that up. RK never got cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but his uh, his gender is Grant Cardone and pronouns are 10x.
1: You just took cocaine out of that because we were talking about Grant Cardone. Yeah, Grant <laughs> Cardone doesn't even do cocaine allegedly, guys. So God, Savvy. Okay. So disrespectful. All, all I said was I feel rather romantic about money lately, okay? I want to take it on dates and spend it and make it feel good. It's nice. You want to massage it? I want to massage it like kale to, like, like, to get the flavor
0: out. <laughs> 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 it's nice. <laughs>
1: Dude, Grant Cardona's going to sue me one of
0: these days.
1: Yeah, that's why I keep having to say whenever you call these people scammers, no, we don't know for sure if they're scammers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that, like, like I, whenever one of us talks, like, we have to keep saving each other, like, I have to keep saving RK from getting us cancelled, and then you have to keep saving me from, like, saying something that's going to get us sued, dude, it's great. We're, we're here. That's why we need each other to balance each other, because I'm over here, like, Grant Cardone is scamming everyone and snorting Coke off of every surface. And you're like, nope, (laughs) which is a joke, guys. Even when you do (laughs) that, (laughs) (laughs) you
1: just gave (laughs) me prime clip to cut out. They're going to be like, what does this mean? I mean, Deaf Noodles is going to cut that clip out and say, (laughs) and (laughs) now we
0: have
1: (laughs) Def Noodles. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that we're a little giddy this morning because uh, at least we're not tired. I was worried we'd be tired. After how late we stayed up not smoking weed.
1: (laughs) You can't get tired after sleep deprivation.
0: (laughs) I love how you're immediately smoking weed again. Like, when do you stop, dude?
1: What do you mean again? I wasn't smoking. Yes, you were. No, I took an edible at <laughs> oh, sorry. 7.20. You,
0: you took an edible last night, my bad.
1: <laughs> I told everyone yesterday that this is going to be a stressful month for me, and I'm probably just going to be smoking all month until and that, I pass dude, this event. That's
0: totally fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You do you. You you do what you need to do.
1: Thank you. I'm a very high-functioning stoner, okay? I bought a house high. I collected. You really my be rent- the
0: house Buy a house high. Did you really do that?
1: I mean, it's a lot of paperwork.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a queen of spades says, RK's trying to beat me out as a stoner.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Hollywood brand not smoking weed. Exactly. A queen of spades says, it, yeah, RK tries to get canceled. Sammy tries to get sued. We're a mess on this show. We're a mess. We're going to be, we're going to replace the hole that Frenemies is leaving.
1: Yeah, we're Except- high functioning Frenemies.
0: Yeah, except I don't think we're enemies at all. I think we're just friends. I hate you. Oh, well, okay. Now we're frenemies. <laughs>
1: there you <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. this is Yeah, stoner frenemies every morning. No, when you're... We, uh, witty banter and uh, almost getting each other sued and canceled.
1: AG and I added two more characters to this comic, too. They're not in there yet, but they're gargoyles because they're always stoned
0: oh (laughs) i love your guys comic i definitely want can can you name the unicorn savvy
1: yeah that was always the plan
0: the plan was to name the unicorn savvy i love that.
1: the startup billionaire unicorn business guru savvy yes i'm so
0: excited to be the unicorn
1: we're so excited to have you and we're always looking for more people who want to uh have a character featured it's a never ending universe it's constantly growing we made the moon a petty bitch
0: Oh dude, yeah, I love the moon. The moon is a petty bitch, but like, I relate.
1: We he just finished this one comic, which is hilarious, which isn't out yet, which is just literally the moon gets in a fight with someone on Earth, so she causes a tsunami to strand him on an island.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which
1: it's it's sort of how I imagine you being if you were the moon. Yeah. Jordan Peterson fans, enjoy your island. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Okay, frenemies. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay, was Queen of Spades saying that Trisha paid us. We both you know? clicked
1: it at the same time. That
0: was the joke I was making when I was saying that we are, we can leave we can fill the hole that frenemies is leaving behind because apparently she left, but I don't think that's
1: going to be permanent. It's a skit. It's, it's uh, absolutely everything.
0: A skit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's not going to be permanent there. Uh. So. Yeah, so and- we don't need to fill that need. Instead, we will fill all of your guys' needs for morning gurus. And if it's speaking not of a which, stint- it's
1: Scammers Week. Yay! Oh, that's a nice. Okay, you know, speaking of Trisha Paytas, it's Scammers Week. She's, <laughs> she's she's not a scammer. Don't worry. We just wanted that transition.
0: We're gonna get canceled. We're gonna get sued. I'm actually like, why haven't I been sued yet? Part of me is a little bit like, you know, because. Why haven't I been sued? So many of my friends have been getting lawsuits and cease and desist letters. I'm like, put
1: this YouTube behind an LLC already. Put your YouTube.
0: Companies, why haven't you noticed me? I've been put all of you.
1: Put all, Sammy. You don't want that to happen until you're protected by an LLC. At this point in time, they could actually just go after your house.
0: (laughs) You're, you're right. I'm gonna okay. I'll put our podcast behind my LLC. Let me just put it in my calendar to do that. Like.
1: Did Next she? Week oh, because did, did, did I'm, clearly manif-
0: I'm clearly manifesting getting sued.
1: Yeah, you gotta by stop talking right about now. it.
0: Um, so let <laughs> the, me say: uh, The universe can't hear positives. Paint LLC and put podcast under it. Cool. Yeah. So uh that way, all my income can go really to, uh, apparently Cece Suarez just got sued I know well I know she she had a she had a very amazing petty Instagram post that I love where she was like dressed like Marilyn Monroe and was like this is my face after shredding my fourth season." and desist and I'm like that's iconic dude I love it
1: oh she's very good at uh like those those stage shoots with those hard-hitting captions I was really struggling to find any words to fit there right there She's very good at a, at capturing attitude.
0: Oh, my mistake. Trisha announced they're non-binary. My mistake, I will refer to Trisha as they from now on. Thanks for or letting me know Or until, I'm until
1: they change their mind again. It's Trisha. Oh. I just don't know.
0: Trisha, Trisha's also like, you never know when they're being serious or not.
1: I mean, do we know if... Also, do we know which personality they declared was non-binary? Because they also have said they have several, and each has reviewed the chicken sandwich. So I just don't know. Oh. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
0: yeah dude big youtubers i don't know i don't know anything with big youtubers they're wild oh dude and alanda might get sued also wasn't didn't didn't trisha paytas come out as a trans man too well trisha paytas came out as a trans man like two years ago and then came out as non-binary like apparently recently i'm guessing from what amanda said
1: i don't know i'll stop
0: i don't know dude who who the fuck knows with big youtubers but then again to be fair if we're going to give Trisha the benefit of the doubt, a lot of uh, people who are trans or non-binary don't always figure it out for the first time.
1: And so, she goes by she, okay. her, and they, them on TikTok. Oh, okay. So okay. We're solid.
0: Okay, cool. Good to know. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the updates.
1: Um, I know how we can fix it. We're done talking about them on this podcast anyway.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh scammers week, right, guys? Wait, wait, oh that sorry, I keep getting distracted. I keep wanting to like pull up videos of like Dan Locke and Ty Lopez to react to, but then Queen of Spade and people keep telling me about all my friends getting sued and shit. Apparently Alanda is being threatened with cease and desist letters and weird bullying tactics. Um uh dude, this is wild. I so haven't yeah. been sued yet. but it's okay. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not manifesting being sued until I change the LLC name which I put Dude, in my you didn't calendar. read the secret if you think that
1: works. Cuz you can't say I'm not manifesting this. All the universe heard was this. <laughs> You're
0: right. I am manifesting being unsued.
1: I am no. manifesting
0: <laughs> being Wait, how do you how do... stop I... saying sued? I am All manifesting being sued. Being free from I don't even know how to phrase this. So the universe only hears <sighs> just say success. It's just manifesting, I am manifesting success. success and an all
1: sponsorship. <laughs> Stress-free existence. If that maybe <laughs> that maybe the universe will only hears stress. I don't fucking know. Manifest How could they make something like manifestation this complicated? The universe has positive words and negative words but like just Like, the the universe excludes certain words when you're reaching out to it? Does it not understand all of English? Does it only understand some of our language?
0: The universe apparently doesn't understand, yeah, the universe doesn't understand any negative words. But then how do people who manifest bad things happening to them I guess negative words mean things like no or not. They don't mean things like things you don't want because then, oh man, it's so confusing.
1: Exactly, Ellie. You can't say it's not going to rain because then the universe is only going to hear rain, rain, rain. Yeah, you have to
0: manifest it by going. It's going to be sunny. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Manifestation doesn't work with like avoiding things. Manifestation. Oh, Molly has a good. We're
0: just. We should just manifest a good (laughs) lawyer.
1: That's like doesn't charge us too because they're fucking expensive <laughs>
0: yeah I'm manifesting a pro bono lawyer for us I'm I'm, think, I'm manifesting that and then someone in the chat's gonna pop up and be like hey I'm a lawyer and then Amanda
1: Amanda are you a lawyer? <laughs> Amanda we need your legal background <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness we know you're you're Canadian whatever. you speak canadian enjoy (laughs) oh
0: my goodness okay so we're we're gonna manifest some scammers so that we can get scammed
1: let's go with someone that actually has been you know put in jail for it like jordan belfort
0: (laughs) all right let's manifest jordan belfort right now we're gonna pull up jordan belfort um so, Jordan Belfort, we will not get sued for calling him a scammer because this man has been put in jail and declared by a, a court of law to have been doing shit that he shouldn't have been doing, okay? I'm not calling him a scammer. The court of law calls him a scammer, not just me.
1: Yeah, he was put away for fraud, so we're good.
0: We're good. We're good. He was. We're not.
1: I mean, and I don't think he's a scammer now. He just runs a podcast where he, he sells his personality. He He sells his previous frauds. Well, okay, so
0: here we go. Let's watch Jordan Belfort talk about the most disgusting story from his life on Logan Paul's podcast. This is just, also,
1: this is- I'm sorry. Can we just like say, I think Jordan Bell, like we talk about the American dream a lot. It's sad that he's the way that he's been rewarded shows yes. me that he is the American dream. And the American dream is fuck over as many people as possible, take as much money as you think you deserve, serve your time because it's a white collar crime, it's not going to be too bad, and then come out a celebrity. Exactly. Like going to a minimum security prison is almost just like part of the job description and part of the career.
0: I really have to go pee. So uh, how about you rant about Jordan Belfort and I'll be back in like 30 seconds.
1: Jess, why'd you have to say this? Now everything feels backwards. I don't fucking know. But, uh, yeah, Paige, you're you're fucking brilliant. We get it. You're cool. Cree. Nice. Very nice. Is manifesting like an... I don't know. Because I don't think manifesting is trying to trick you. I just think you have to be hyper aware of what you're asking for. So I sort of get the connection where it's like, you'll get what you... No, it's different. Because with the, the genie, you get what you want, but they make it shitty. So it's like, I wish I had a billion dollars, and then it's like crushing you to death, or you got it by stealing it. And because um, I think Robert Reich said there's only four ways to become a billionaire, and theft was actually one of them. Um, <clears throat> or insider trading, which is a form of theft, too. Um, but yeah, so that's old time genie. You get what you wish for, and, but then it turns out not to be like the outcome you desire, because you ask for a sandwich, but it's mold invested. You ask for, uh, to be an expert in martial arts, but it's some obscure one and you're missing both legs. I don't think manifestation works like that. I just think you it, it gives you what you're thinking about. So if you're thinking avoid negative, you're still only focusing on the negative. Assuming it works. Thanks, Jess, you, you made us feel insecure and then you said you don't like it, appreciate you fucker. How does Savvy pee so fast if she has to push? (laughs) Okay, I get it, guys. You hate the current setup. You hate us. Thanks, dicks. What's up? Just words and phrases, but the whole thing of languages. It looks like Mike is here. Savvy's not, but I will let him on anyway so we can just get talking. What's up, Mike? How's it going, man? Um, I'm sorry, your audio is coming through a little quiet. Oh, we lost Mike again. Probably because RK started the stream as Savvy usually does. That's not always true. Don't be rude. How's the AC in the new house? Um, it's currently... Window units, I'm waiting to move in before I get central air. Um, sounds good. No, today, the only other thing I have to do with the house is I dropped off the letters to the two current tenants telling the one I'm going to be moving in, telling the other, um, I hope you sign on for a one-year lease. If you don't, please let me know by July 1st. Um, I have to call the sewage and water board and make sure that the water is connected. <clears throat> can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you beautifully. You in Savvy. that beautiful accent. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So happy to have you. Savvy is currently being number one by going number one, so she'll be Stop right for back. Wee, I
2: can hear you. I could hear you before, yeah.
1: actually. I've been able to hear like the last five minutes. Oh, beautiful.
2: Man- manifestation. Were you Bullshit, just...
1: Isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So were you sort of stuck in the upside down? Yeah, kind of. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me, so... You should have spelled something with Christmas lights the way that uh, What's-His-Face does on Stranger Things. Yeah, I only watched the first series of that. I couldn't get
2: on board with it after the first series.
1: Well, perfect. That's the series that has the Christmas lights.
2: I know. So, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, my uh, opinion on Manifestation, it is the law of action is stronger than the law of attraction. You can put whatever you want on your vision board, but no one's going to make it happen for you.
1: I don't know. When I smoke pot, and i manifest feeling really good it happens every time there you go so I, th- I think there is some truth to that no i as far as law of attraction is concerned um it's because well, a-
2: positive. Yeah, you do have to believe in yourself and stuff like that do you know what i mean but i mean i can manifest i can believe i'm going to be able to run 100 meters under 10 seconds but the reality is i'm not going to be able to yeah no matter how much training i do <laughs>
1: but I, I guess my question is i mean we we could we could dunk on manifestation all day but i guess my question is why do you think it's so popular like uh, why has why that latched on because it's
2: easy because you don't actually yeah. have to do anything <laughs> you know so if someone says it's, it's the equivalent of like you know i can manifest myself to win i don't know um mvp in the playoff final or whatever that's a lot nice to think about it than actually do I want to do the eight hours a day graft and grinds to actually achieve those things and compete with other people? You know, thinking about things and putting things on a board and visualizing things is a far easier thing to do than actually doing the thing. Like I often say about, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson.
1: Oh, who doesn't know that incredibly. Yeah.
2: But you know, how many gym motivation videos do you think the rock watches on YouTube? Zero. He is actually in the gym doing that shit that you're watching. That's (laughs) why he looks like. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's one of them, isn't it? Same with business. You can watch as many business uh, YouTube motivation videos, but you know the person you're watching is actually working on their business if you're watching the right people.
1: So... Dude,
0: this comment from Cat Benson. This was the title of a chapter in Savvy Business Owner. It was I called it Law of Attraction, more like Law of Action, and I thought that was so clever. Apparently, I'm not original at all. That's okay.
2: uh, no, actually, I thought I was clever with Get Rich or Die Trying, and then someone <laughs> followed me on Twitter. Um,
0: <laughs> I keep thinking I'm clever and that I keep coming up with shit everyone else came up with. Right. I apologize, guys. Everyone in the comments, like, Savvy taking so long to pee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't quick this time. I tried my best.
1: Well, Savvy, I think you have a better chance of, of getting credit for that one from Mike than Mike does of getting credit from that from 50 Cent. Oh, no. Get, <laughs> get Rich or Die Get, get Rich or Die buying in was mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right. And
1: then someone on Twitter last week was
2: following me. It turns out he's been doing tweets talking about the same thing i've been talking about for five six years and i didn't even know he existed so there you go it looks like i've been copying someone all along
0: yeah that's gonna happen to me one of these days i'm oh, sorry i need to stop manifesting it guys and stop manifesting it <laughs> um i've actually manif- got a
2: favor to ask you uh savia yeah. well, i well. want to do uh, do you know james jarney
0: yeah james yeah Han. i like his channel his works really good
2: yeah, it's weird, actually. So he's only done a few videos, and, but his channel really blew up off after like his first couple of videos. Um, I ended up amazing. speaking to him last week. He sent me a message a couple of years ago saying that he liked some of the content that I made. Um, and it's weird now. He's bypassed me and blown up. So it's yeah. nice that he still thinks of me as someone that's uh, decent yeah. at YouTube. But um, I want to do a video with him at some point, either end of this week or next week about uh mlms so i wanted yeah. to see if you wanted to also be in it ask you the same questions that i can edit it all together
0: yeah absolutely i would love to so i, I know mean, you're a big yeah. fan of them aren't you <laughs> yeah no dude i'd be happy to that sounds cool. fantastic and yeah i love your work i love his work i'm glad that we're all getting to collab feeling like i'm hanging out with famous people now i was it's talking weird, earlier about how i'm officially i'm officially three degrees from pewdiepie and collabs so don't All you find it weird? YouTube like, YouTube's world.
2: just a weird kind of thing anyways, isn't it? Because I don't consider myself a YouTuber, but yeah. other people think of you as that. And then it's weird when people whose content you watch actually know your content or like your content or have seen it's it. It's so know
0: what I mean? weird. I've gotten a few comments <laughs> lately where, yeah, like a few YouTubers that I've been fans of for years that are way bigger than me... Will like comment on one of my videos or will reference it in one of theirs and I'm suddenly like wait you watch me That's wild, but I yeah. guess in this world. We're all just fans of each other No one's like there's no creator viewer dynamic unless you don't create things at all Have
2: you um, have you had anyone do a reaction video about your content before? Because that was the maddest thing that ever happened to me was like people yeah. reacting to my videos. I thought oh shit I'm like a proper person now
0: Actually it was yeah. Kat Benson who's in the chat. She She's a dietitian And she has a channel where she talks about uh, MLMs who do, like, uh, diet advice and things like that. She talks about it from a dietitian perspective. Sell our greatest
1: insecurities to people.
0: Yeah. So I had done an interview with a Beachbody... Infomercial uh, <laughs> actor, someone who'd been in a Beachbody infomercial, and she talked all about how she, how they made her like forcibly restricted her calories and all of this stuff when she was going to be in the commercial. And when I put that video up, Cat did a reaction to my interview with that person, uh, commenting with mm-hmm. her expertise as a dietitian. So it wasn't a negative reaction video. I don't think I've had anyone negatively react to me yet, but. Oh, it's How about coming. Death threats? Okay, you um, told me. Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you about this because uh, earlier today I was like, Grant Cardone's gonna sue me one of these days. Stop hey, saying you, it, dude. Sorry, Grant Cardone.
2: Manifesting it.
0: Grant exactly. Cardone is gonna is gonna call me up and tell me I'm doing a great job and offer to be a guest on the podcast one of these days. And let you <laughs> do
1: chin up on his fucking biceps.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what that's what Grant Cardone's gonna do. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but you because I remember when. I like had a, I was messaging with you like a really long time ago, like years ago. And you mentioned that Grant Cardone like his fans doxed you or something. Like what 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 mess did you get in with Grant Cardone? Yes,
2: yeah, so there's a few things that I've done with Grant, because I like taking the piss out of him because he just shouts random random items and then just puts 10x in front of it as if like that's <laughs> some sort of like valuable business advice. So the guy's an absolute joke. Okay, don't not
1: the 10x rule. It's life
2: changing. Yeah.
0: Sorry, RK's pronouns <laughs> are 10x.
2: All ah, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <a> <laughs> so it's a joke. I started a thing called 11X. Yeah. So I, so I just started something called 11X and I would say it's one better than Grant's. And that was kind of like just a joke that I had online. And then I basically wanted to show how testimonies are bullshit. And I went and found Grant was on Cameo. Yeah. And I went and got Grant Cardone to give a testimonial for the Contrapreneur Formula. So Grant was actually wishing me luck and said that he was a great influence on my work. He was like pleased to be a great influence. Not realising I was taking the piss out of Grant. And I was proving that Grant will just say whatever you want him to say for $250. Now, that isn't, I don't think, the what a billionaire, self-proclaimed billionaire, let's see the proof, but billionaire would do with his time on a Saturday night. You wouldn't be doing cameos for $250. Bear in mind, you've got to split it with cameo 50-50. So he's
1: would up he to a thousand now, dude. Oh, shit. oh I he? was
0: like, why haven't we? I was like, this? we'll Let's do this. Get on this. Let's get Grant Cardone cameo to put in every one of our videos. But no, I do. That's expensive. That's well, he's
2: too
1: expensive.
2: Goes to show that he didn't 10x his pricing. So he doesn't even live that life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he 10x it?
2: Yeah. So he's only 4x there. So, um, <laughs> so long story short. And then I actually went and spoke to one of Grant Cardone's affiliates. Mm-hmm. and they got in touch with me saying they could get Grant Cardone to endorse my business and um, say he's been to my live events. So I created a fake business guru called Mike Winnett, and I was um, a demotivational speaker, and I was the UK's number one demotivational speaker. Love I set it. up a fake website with sold-out tours. So it was a tour that never happened. You couldn't buy tickets, Rick, because it just said sold out on all the dates. But the craziest thing happened, which was people started leaving reviews about the event that they had been to and it had been life-changing. These events had never <laughs> happened. It was, it, was, it was mind-blowing, right? So then I asked this affiliate, who's a 10X affiliate reseller, to uh, endorse this event event that didn't happen. Just because so I was gonna make it into a YouTube video to say, look, even these, the world's best sales guru would give me a testimonial. He wanted $25,000 to endorse my event to say that he was, um, he'd been to it, it was brilliant, I was one of the best speakers he'd ever seen live all bullshit. So I'd, so anyway, long story short, I got in touch with this affiliate and told him about this video I was going to make. And I started posting funny things about Grant Cardone uh, or some of the videos on my YouTube channel. And he then said that they'd seen my videos at Cardone Capital. um, They were going to come and find me. Now, bearing in mind, I use a fake name on uh, YouTube. Uh, The place I live, it hasn't got an airport, but when I do my YouTube videos, I make out as if the, the town I live in in the UK is bigger than London. You know, it's the Silicon Valley of the North, which is bullshit. It's like a bit of a, an in joke for my friends that are from around here because nothing happens here. And um, he said he was he'd so been looking smarter
0: f- than me all the time. I'm like, my name is Savvy. I live in Chicago. My Here's social my security number
2: is yeah. Well, you need to be careful because. I do. <laughs> so long story short. This guy then said they were looking at flights to come over to Warrington Airport. We haven't got an airport. but um, And he was going to cave my head in with a rock. And <laughs> then he was going to send Uncle Grant to fucking bury me, blah, blah, blah. And I've got it all. I've still got all the screenshots. <laughs> of the uh, and it then, Savvy. She'll
1: get a tattoo of it.
2: <laughs> but, but then my um, uh, home address got posted online. No,
1: my, that's terrible. My kids'
2: names all got posted online. And the maddest thing happened ever. I know you were talking about Jordan Belfort before. <laughs> I did a entrepreneur Bingo, which is probably my most popular series, about Jordan Belfort. And the guy that introduced Jordan Belfort, well, this is like fast forward two years now, so I'd not heard of this reseller. His name's Daniel, by the way. But um, I'd not seen or heard from him, because actually he threatened me and said he was going <coughs> to like beat me up. And I said, well, by all means, if you manage to find me in Warrington, let, like, let, let's let's make it happen. But it's just taking the piss out of him. Um, he disappeared. And then he was introducing Jordan Belfort on this entrepreneur Bingo. So I make reference to him threatening to cave my head in with a rock. So I've had death threats. Um, Grant's obviously connected to the Church of Scientology. I imagine yeah. most of you know that. Um, I know someone that he's tried to um, recruit to the church or religion for $250,000. It is mad what that guy's involved in.
0: Dude, he's nuts. I, I, I mean, he's like... I feel like I have the weirdest love-hate relationship with him because I think I hate yeah. him as a person. She TikToks, but he's just, by the way. He's Oh, yeah. He's just the most entertaining guy to watch because he's so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and this
2: is the thing I think, like, w- would you trust? I, like, I've never met anybody. And bearing in mind, this is, I've been asking for two years. I've never met anyone that's a genuine investor. And by that, I mean someone that's not linked to Cardone Capital or is actually trying to sell you to sign up or is in property investments that's actually had anywhere near the returns he promises. And I've I've been asking for two years, if, if you've invested with Cardone Capital and you've managed to get the returns that Grant says you will get, speak to me. And not one person's come forward. But what I do get is a lot of his either bot accounts or fake followers um, give me loads of shit or just fans of Grant Cardone. Like he's their demigod, so you can't say any criticism of, criticism of him. Dude, that's so,
0: true. I think his fi- like his fans like don't like criticism. Don't but they're like not customers, well, are they? That's the maddest
2: thing. That you're his, ma- you're a massive fan of his, but you've not actually invested your money with him. There's two different things there. Oh, you definitely. can like someone, but you don't actually know what using his products or services is. And they're the people I want to talk to, but none of them have managed to come forward to say, "Yes, I have made nine percent returns on my property investments, or whatever it might be." He's so leveraged wildest. as well, by the way. He's fucked.
0: My wildest experience with Grant Cardone fans is what I did. I did a video reacting to his story, like the story he told on a podcast of how he and his wife met. And it's wild because he stalked her for a year and a half when she was not interested in him. And it was just, like, him, like, calling her constantly and showing up where she was. And well, was the no story interest is a level of interest, Grant. No That's interest what you is said. a level of interest. Yeah, I've used that clip of yours and things before with credit. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I don't play dress. Um, and um, so, yeah. It's great, it? isn't it? So, yeah, exactly. And so I was reacting to that. And then I had a bunch of his fans in my comments being, like, I think the story is romantic, actually. And you should be more open to men chasing you because otherwise you'll never find a good man. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. So I've had lots of people tell me I should be more open to being stalked, which is uh always fun. Always fun, guys.
2: Ten X stalkers. Got ten
0: X? Why I have to have ten stalkers. Why didn't Grant stalk ten women? He probably did. He probably, and just, did. Oh, he probably did. Oh, he's only... like the one success story that he had. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Well that's what they do, eh? You know, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: She's a fake testimonial for his stalking career. Yeah, you know, let's speak to the other nine that weren't as successful as her. Where are they now? That's what I want to know.
1: They're investors in Grant in Cardone Capital.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Well, here's another thing I heard. Do you want to get sued by Grant? Because I can tell you some things I'm too scared to say on my channel.
0: Yeah, you know what? I already manifested it. So go ahead.
2: Cool. So um, (laughs) I had two
0: whistleblowers.
2: (laughs) So I had two whistleblowers that work at Cardone Capital. And I said I'd only do the channel if they were willing to go on camera and talk themselves, not like one of these blacked out, you know, light behind them, voice distorted things, because anyone could do that. I could get anyone just to read a script out. So I wanted them to go on camera. And they all agreed and then they ended up bottling it before we actually come around to it. But apparently, allegedly, I'd just like to start with that.
0: Allegedly, guys, don't sue us. This is all alleged. Exactly. This is, this so protected at under Capita, section one oh seven. It's probably not. Anyway, continue.
2: If you really believe in what you sell, instead of taking commission for selling these things, Grant will invest that into his own investments for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually get paid as much as they all make out. You earn your basic salary and then what you have earned through sales, getting people to sign up, getting people to invest, that you would have been paid in actual commission, cash, for you to do what you want with. Grant, lucky for you, reinvest that in his own business for you and you will get the rewards in 10 years' time.
0: Why not? I don't know. 10 years' time should 10 exit.
2: Exactly. And I just think I wonder how many people actually start working from ever see any returns on the work that they actually do there and these people were saying like it's it's like a sweatshop it's horrible though.
0: oh good so. lord he doesn't seem like a good guy to work for at all especially when we were Friend. reviewing the 10x yeah. rule it was like the
2: 10x his steroids recently seen the size of him <laughs> yeah. and that's why he's so angry i think but honestly his tiktok's the guy's completely lost it Have you seen the one where he's like pushing around the heavy bags
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he's just like, he looks like he's having a manic episode. That's why I had to stop reading Be Obsessed or Be Average, because the whole book sounds like a manic episode. I was listening to it on audiobook, Mm. and I was like, I take medication, so I don't have these anymore, dude. You got to stop. You got to stop.
2: It's mad, isn't it? But what's weird, I suppose, is they appeal to people that want something they desperately want it to be right so it's hard sometimes to reason with them people and i found that with my own work the people i thought would appreciate the content that i make or trying to be honest and upfront and giving my own experiences of business and stuff they actually don't want to be helped or don't want to be told it's almost like you're a hater uh you're unsuccessful if you doubt these methods when you're just asking for some sort of concrete evidence Weird.
0: exactly which is wild yeah it's like this whole like you have to trust it like just completely without any evidence it's it's this cult shit
2: yeah well that's why that's why it's so intertwined with religion i think and yeah cults but weirdly that's the only reason i mentioned my real life business online was because the biggest criticism of me originally was you're just a hater living in your mum's bedroom back bedroom not in the same bedroom as mom that would be weird <laughs>
1: but- you know I was I mean? gonna say your mom has a nicely lit bedroom over there. That looks yeah. like a hard bed though. Yeah. Um
2: the red room.
0: Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so, so, so that was it. So I had
2: a real business. You, yeah. I had a real business. It was an yeah. online training business. I over two and a half years grew it from well, start from startup to sale. I sold the business for eight million pounds. It was like eleven point one million dollars um in two and a half years. So I was coming at this content and this concept from I've earned money as a working class boy that doesn't really know much about, I didn't know who Grant Cardone was, Gary Vee was before I sold my own business. It was mad. I didn't know this world existed because I was too busy working on my business instead of watching other people talking about working on your business. I was doing that thing. I then sold the business and I thought, what do I do now? I've got a lump sum of money. I don't really know what to do. Obviously I know something about stocks and shares. I know something about property, but I don't really know how this works. And then every time I kept going online, I was being told by a 23 year old Chad, um, sat on a lime green Lambo, that I was stupid by working six days a week, 16 hours a day, you know, not paying myself. I could have earned more money than I'd just earned if I had just did some drop shipping or affiliate marketing for <laughs> one hour a week from the beach. Good Lord. So I thought, oh shit, I'm an idiot here. I should have been doing what these guys are doing. They look far more successful as me. I don't even wear a watch. And then. Um, I just thought, wouldn't it be interesting to sign up to some of these courses and just film my journey through them and my actual results? And guess what? Not one thing has got anywhere near the results they claimed. And I'm someone that knows how to run a real business. So I think if I can't do it, and I'm not saying I'm the benchmark of anyone's ability, but I'm thinking, I really know about profit loss, marketing, growing an audience, scaling a business. I know all those things that most people that would buy these courses probably don't know. So my learning curve was only one thing I had to learn about affiliate marketing or I had to learn about, you know, drop shipping or whatever it might be. FBA fulfilled by Amazon. If you've got no experience in business, your learning curve is twice as you've got two things to learn. You've got to learn about how to run a business and worry about all that stress, as well as learning the thing that you're meant to be getting rich quick in. So um, it's just interesting that after spending 500,000 pounds and spending three years doing all these different courses and invest in all these different things that none of those things get anywhere near the returns promised. Yeah. I must be stupid or rubbish at business. I don't know. It's
1: I wild. mean, if, if we had a net worth over $8 million or $11 million, 8 million pounds, I feel like we could judge you. But at this point in time, we're just going to take your word for it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you got <laughs> significantly
1: more money than we do. Yeah. But it's mad. It's mad. So I only did so this thing. So we're going to hit you up one grand card sues us. But if, if we pool our money, then we're still significantly lower than you. Well, I went, to, <laughs> yes.
2: I went to these events and I was seeing people stood on stage and I was thinking, but I've done more than that and I still wouldn't feel confident enough to stand on stage and tell a room full of a thousand people, you can all do this because the stats number one show that you can't, but equally, you've not done the thing you're teaching. You're good at marketing and you're good at selling from the stage there, what your skill set is. You don't know about affiliate marketing. You know how to sell an affiliate marketing course. And there's a very big or subtle difference. It's like, if I know, like, so I invest in properties where I live, Warrington in the Northwest of England. If I know, and I make hundreds of thousands of pounds per year or millions of pounds per year, investing, sourcing properties, investing in them and renting them out. Why, if that's where I make so much money would I go and teach a room full of a thousand people locally to become my competitors because we'll all be looking for the same types of deals and same types of properties for 27 pounds or 27 dollars it makes no sense from a pure common sense perspective or as a businessman I wouldn't give my competitors the keys to my secret formula for 27 pound it makes no sense I wouldn't be telling it to a, a thousand people that's the you thing I'm you... always
0: saying about MLMs, too. It's like, why would you intentionally try to r- recruit your competitors for the same territory?
2: Exactly, because that you're going no be to be pitching yeah. to the same clients. You're, you're basically yeah. cannibalizing your own market. It makes no sense. And also, if you have to pay to join something, you don't own that thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. it's
2: not your business. It, you might 100%. as well put as much effort and time into tending your own garden than someone else's. And I, but it's, it blows my mind that people can't see this thing. But then... They're not thinking logically because they're kind of in a bit of a bad place in their life at the moment. That's yeah, why a lot of a lot of the Huns, that they're they're stay-at-home mums, aren't they? They probably mm-hmm. had a nice job before. They've had the kids now. They're feeling a bit down, and then it's like, well, they're oh, you can do this around your children. You can do this, but I don't know anyone that's doing one hour a week of anything and being successful at it. No, you
0: know no I mean? one is. It's not. And possible. that's anything.
2: Take any sport. If you do one hour a week of badminton, you ain't gonna win the badminton world championships. If you do yeah. one hour a week of I don't know, judo. You ain't gonna be in the Olympics. It's like everybody knows in every normal walk of life, think of entrepreneurship as an elite level sport. You know, you're not- I'm gonna
0: try not, to do one hour a week of boxing and then do a boxing- You're not gonna, gonna learn Rachel it in 90 Wallace days. In you're not gonna YouTube. learn anything
2: in 90 days. To, to, you are competing with elite level business people. You yeah. are not going to get the results they get. And the person that sold you this dream that tells you, you need to quit the nine to five their nine to five job is telling you that that's the irony they're in clubhouse they're they're in more than nine to five now they're in clubhouse at 8 p.m 9 p.m they're doing more than a nine to five telling you you should quit the nine to five like the irony is strong
0: that's what i tell people like when i'm i work way more than i mean i don't work 100 hour weeks anymore i did while i was in grad school but i work a lot and you don't
2: work you just sit in your um your log cabin reading books just chilling out all the time don't you
0: yeah sorry i work one hour a week by doing this podcast who gets
2: wi-fi on the beach anyway that's what i want to (laughs) know what beach is this
0: that's a a good question um
2: i feel like i know cat benson by the way i i recognize that name
0: oh she's well she's uh she's been a guest on this podcast She's right. only the
1: greatest nutritionist in the world. She is I would the greatest. Hope you heard yeah. of her. Number <laughs> one. Will's yeah. Number one. Last
0: week we did intermittent fasting week on the show, so we had her on to tell us about the uh, about the health side health of benefits, it. benefits. Yeah. Yeah. If there. Cavemen
2: only had one meal a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Caveman. <laughs> um, like
0: so yeah, we had we've had her on a couple times, and she has a fantastic YouTube channel. So shout out to Cat Benson. Everyone, go subscribe to her on YouTube. Um, she's. She's uh, doing great work. So, have you got anyone
2: in the comments that you don't like?
1: Yeah. Oh God, so many. Um, uh, (laughs)
0: RK inherently hates everyone. Who here is from Canada?
1: Canada. Type of one. Let me tell you. We have a regular
0: (laughs) thing where RK hates Canada, and we have a lot of Canadian fans, and then RK just uh uh fucks around. Everybody
1: knows
2: Canada's a better country than America, isn't it? They've got the same number of guns, but nowhere near the amount of gun crime. It's crazy.
0: They have the same number of guns as America, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? They also, they they also do you mean per capita or total?
2: Uh, per, well, well, I, well, either of those two things. Don't, you know, nailing me down on something I've just said.
0: I
1: don't think <laughs> it's feasible that it's total, because then they would be drowning in guns.
0: Right, because we have a <laughs> lot of guns here. Um, and a lot more people. I will yeah. say Canada has a way better healthcare system than we have, although you guys do have really long wait times, so you still Lower have to obesity. Work on that. But I also I also have nowhere to talk with how shit our healthcare system is in the US.
1: All right. Y'all are gonna make me choke. We we know Canada sucks. Stop trying Ours to. Ours is like... free. At
2: least if you're dying in the street here, they're not asking if you you're insurance.
0: That's yeah. true, yeah, yeah. Just you... have to
2: wait eighteen months before they see you. <laughs> so
0: um yeah, okay. So I had a couple questions for you. Um <laughs> The big one before, because I, I, I want to talk about how we share a bond of both being ghosted by Gary Vee. But before I do that, I want to ask, why did you get banned from LinkedIn? I'm very curious about this.
2: So I got banned from LinkedIn because I was anonymously reported by somebody that and reported my content. They wouldn't tell me what content it was um, as harassment and bullying.
0: That's why. And i tell you what,
2: when I find out who that person was, I'll show them what bullying is. No, um, <laughs> so, so there was that. And then they... They contacted me and they said, uh, your content's been flagged as harassment and bullying. So I said, can you just tell me which content? And they said, we can't tell you that. I said, well, how can I agree to not do something when you won't tell me the thing that I've done? Like, what type of content is it? Because literally I could list off maybe five or six things I'd done that week that might have been interpreted as one of the things. So I was like, was it the one I said about um, entrepreneurs? Was it the one I said about shitty marketing tactics? You don't know anything about marketing and blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually... It turned out the content was a video that I'd made myself um, with a guy that works for me, he's called Jack. He's an animator that works there. He had animated himself as an elf uh, playing on a computer, playing like elf games. And then he puts um, sanitizer in his hand. Let's just call it sanitizer while he's at the computer. And then he's sorting his hands out like that. And it might have looked like he was wanking to elf porn, right? (laughs) Now, I was saying it was just sort of COVID safe and that's all he was doing. But it did say we're the kind of guys that would play elf um, computer games, whatever. Uh, Virgins was the actual line. And so someone complained about that. So it wasn't Jack that complained about it. It was someone that I don't know complained about that line in one of my own videos. And then so I then got let back to LinkedIn. And then within an hour, somebody else had anonymously reported for another bit of content that I don't know. And they permanently banned me. So 76,000 followers just gone like that.
0: Good Lord. Oh 76,000, yeah. That's a lot. I'm so scared of like...
2: Well, s- you're building your house happening. on somebody else's land, aren't you? That's the maddest thing about any of these platforms. They ch- they can change the rules at any point. So if there's one thing that I need to tell people that's of value today, it would be don't put all your eggs in one basket. You want to kind of get your own mailing list. You want to get people on to find you um, as your own person. So that you need yeah, your own website, your own true. community. It's
0: the thing I talk a lot about with... Um, authors because a lot of authors uh will only put their books on amazon and it's like i'm yeah. I'm, I'm banned
2: from amazon as well so
0: you're banned from <laughs> Wait, is this so for, was this for to, your fake book? I just yeah, want so to show that. this off because I love that this is Paige the Puppet over oh. here saying, we keep our guns in the lo- gun locker and not Ooh, under our pillow. <laughs> I just love when Paige the Puppet gets a little sassy with me like that. So anyway, yes, tell me about your Amazon book because I think that's the video I found you from like two years ago. Because yeah. we, we've always, R.K. and I are both authors and we love to... Uh, well, are, are, we are love you, that...
2: well, we're three authors here. We're all... You're well, in a yeah. Class, sorry.
0: Yeah. I forgot you're an Amazon best-selling author. Best-selling. I, you are a best-selling author, which we'll talk about in a second. But we love getting that bestseller orange banner on Amazon just for fun. We know that it's not worth that much, especially after seeing your video. But tell us about your journey of uh, becoming an Amazon best-selling author and then getting banned from Amazon.
2: So, yeah, it was a strange one. So I realized after traveling the country, because I had nothing else to do, I'd sold my business and I was just sort of bored. So I started following these entrepreneurs around because I have nothing, nothing better to do in my time. And then I realized that how come everybody that seems to talk at these events is a best selling author? Because I always thought, like, to be a best selling author, you had to, like, 50 Shades, you sold millions of copies or something sell, like that. You
0: sold like, a lot of books. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You have a lot of selling, sex in it.
0: But yeah, you write a lot of sex about, and a lot of vampires. Yeah. Think you're the
1: better, longer the teeth, longer the dick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone um, knows that. Uh, sabre-tooth was my nickname at school um (laughs) wasn't really um
1: so well we know that the brits got wood in their mouth and well (laughs) they real terrible feet haven't we (laughs) At least least that's what the uh, the old cliche was. Well, do you know what?
2: I I say it's not cliche. That was the first thing. When I saw my business, the first thing I got was invisible braces. That that was the genuine first purchase I made. So I was reverting to type. But um, yeah, so I realized how come all these people that don't seem to be experts in whatever they're talking about are best-selling authors. So I kind of studied what I thought they did and thought I'm going to do a video kind of exposing the process as I think it is. And then I thought what would be far better is if to make a mockery of becoming a best-selling author. So I went on to um, self-publish on Amazon and I just wrote blank page on 140, 40 blank pages and just formatted the book. Did a front cover, put some fake quotes on there from Gary Vee, like this book changed my life and stuff like that. <laughs> I gave it, and I called it How to Get an Amazon Bestseller. Um, and then I put the price was 9.97, now reduced to 97p. So oh, yeah, because you always got to end it in a seven. End and in end a seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I published the book, then got an email back saying, we're going to now manually review your book before it's uploaded to Amazon. So I thought, oh, the game's up here. I'm not going to be able to do it. It was live within an hour, and it shot up the rankings to become number one in the business book, um, sorry, in the... I think it was business management section. I picked a really yeah, nice No,
0: because Amazon it, Amazon updates their bestseller list every hour. So if you get yeah. 50 so, people to so buy it, it in the same the hour, yeah.
2: It was then the hot seller of the, the day, and it was also used as the actual icon for the business section. I couldn't believe it. Um, so I was above like a book that a proper journalist had done about Donald Trump and everything. Um, <laughs> that so poor journalist.
1: That poor guy. He <laughs> <Yeah, it's laughs> was nothing, like, oh, man. God, my life's work is complete. Thank you. Fuck off.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I was number one on Amazon uh, within 24 hours and it was with a blank book. So that was funny. Then I did the video and showed, look, this is how much for piss taken easy it's become an Amazon bestseller. I didn't even write a book. It took me an hour to upload it, design the cover, post it. 24 hours later, I'm now an Amazon. I'm a bestseller author. Now, if you're a bad guy, I could have used that now to go and do public speaking and say I'm an expert in X because I've got a book. That was the kind of gist mm-hmm. behind the video. I sold 49 copies of this book. I just put a post on LinkedIn saying, look, I bought this book, buy it, leave some five-star reviews so I've got some social proof. And I uh, dropped the price to 99p. So I sold 49 copies, number one. Now, I could have bought those copies myself, which is what a lot of people do anyway. You can buy 15 copies of your own book. Um, so I just exposed how easy it was. Anyway, it was live then for maybe... Two weeks and then it got picked up by the news in Australia. I was called a UK comedian and prankster, which (laughs) there's proof that I am funny. So uh, I've been dying out on that. So, uh, you know, I'm that famous comedian. So then they got in touch with me and wanted to do an interview, but then they contacted someone from Amazon. And then that's when the book got banned. So I think someone's then gone and seen it, seen the video, saw I was taking the piss. And then they banned the book. And now I can't upload anymore written content to amazon either so i can't publish another book so i'm now a banned best selling author which sounds a bit cooler
1: i was gonna say now you can sell it as a band book too
2: yeah the book they didn't want you to read but there's nothing in it so in a weird way yeah, my book probably got more readings. value than a lot of the shit that's on there at least you can start your own book in my book i suppose so yeah, yeah. so that is book is available i've got two copies of it so it's a genuine limited edition <laughs> um,
0: this is a compl- out of print forever
1: you're gonna <laughs> give one to joe rogan one day
2: yeah, well, he's sold out, hasn't he? Bloody making money off something he's put loads of effort into. Yeah.
0: yeah, but you know
1: what? I think he's proof that selling out's fun.
0: Yeah, we lived like Joe Rogan <laughs> for a week, and that was fun. I just we just smoked weed and ate elk meat. Oh, RK didn't eat elk meat because he's a vegetarian, but that's that's all we did all week. What's he doing? Right?
2: What's the drug that he takes? Or oh, he talks about a lot? DMT. DMT.
0: Yeah, we didn't take yeah. DMT. We thought that uh, doing psychedelics on a live stream. Would be, be too much
1: fun. <laughs> the <laughs> comments the are coming off the screen, and then we just look at your Jordan Peterson comments, and they're just like the comments are attacking me.
2: <laughs> I can't work out Jordan Peterson whether I like him or dislike him. He's he's, he's quite an he's, interesting guy. Do you know
0: what I mean? He's a weirdo, dude. Yeah. Well, he's uh,
1: his yeah, fans are fans mean... have, are relentlessly attacking him. <laughs> <But> <laughs> her. what's his mad? What,
2: what's are. mad about all these people is while on the face it, I don't like any sort of entrepreneur. I kind of like them as well because it's ballsy what they do, and it's like yeah. they, they're bulletproof. I, I kind of like Ty Lopez. I like Ty Lopez more. Now he's telling people to fuck off, and you're you're not very good at this because you're rubbish. You don't put the effort in. Because he's kind of like he's gone full circle now. He doesn't give a shit, and I kind of like that in a weird way. It's like do you know John Cristani.
0: Yeah, well, I've watched. Uh, he's only got like uh, half a haircut. Uh, didn't uh coffeezilla,
2: CoffeeZilla covered him. Him. yeah yeah so yeah. he actually he he subscribes to my channel and leaves <laughs> comments and stuff it's like this video is about you and he, he loves it uh, so i kind I of like people like
0: them. that who like I, I i've met a few people like that that i can make a video just ripping them apart and then in a new a video a week later they'll be like oh have you seen savvy she's cool like i love those kind of people and so like yeah if someone made a mean video about me like i would probably enjoy it I just don't enjoy being down mass downvoted for some reason. I don't know why. It's weird and I, and it I think what? it's weird where like it's I, I find it weird when people take the time to like to leave comments about things that are not related to the video. Like my. people who will comment and be like, Yeah, but your makeup looks bad. And I'm like Stop attacking
1: me like and my thousands of fake accounts.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, RK. I know it's your thousands of fake accounts that came on to tell me that I was uh, fat and ugly and bad at makeup. And I would
1: only say bad at makeup because I know you'd recover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I'm bad at makeup. That's why I'm not wearing any makeup right now. Do you get um, any like
2: creepy messages?
0: What? Creepy messages? Do you get like
2: any creepy messages? Oh yeah.
0: Stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I get a lot of messages that are like you are so hot and have great boobs why aren't you straight i get a few of those Ah, oh. i guess some of those yeah
2: because when you're hot and have great boobs you've got to be straight i mean it's like all gay people fancy all gay people everyone knows yeah, that
0: exactly so well, men, i've got a gay friend get...
2: you'll fancy them <laughs> that doesn't work like that, but Okay. But yeah, it's just mad. Like some of the comments I find, and I find this mad about when you make content anyway. Like in your mind, you know exactly what you're trying to achieve with a piece of content, yeah, but how differently it can be interpreted by people. Like,
0: oh, it's wild, yeah,
2: but like, oh, this is what he really meant, and it's like so far wrong that it's almost like I can't even engage with you to tell you how wrong you are, but because you're adamant, you're right, so it's a bit of a strange thing. YouTube in the comments, I've started stop reading them because. I yeah. used to get really involved in and like almost like defend my corner and thought, but you'll probably sat there in your bedroom just wanting this reaction. So
0: yeah, I sometimes I like to I like to respond to as many comments as I can because most of them are really nice and supportive and I like we like to try to like build a community on this podcast and I like to have a you know a strong community of people on my channel and stuff. So we have a I have a good time responding to comments overall. I do enjoy sometimes when I respond to a mean comment politely and someone like wasn't expecting that, like they were either expecting to get in a fight or to be deleted or ignored. Like yeah. when someone uh, someone like sent, like, left me a comment on a video that was like, wow, you and the person you're reacting to are both super cringe. And I replied and was like, yeah, I can admit that I'm cringe, but can you point out a specific area because I'm always looking to improve. So let me know where I did a, oh, a bad job. Aggressive. Well, I and it. they'll, they'll uh, reply and be like, oh yeah you're fine actually i'm like oh okay so
2: <laughs> um, i don't I know always... if they've got it over there there's a program called brain child have you ever seen this program no it's... so it's for kids but they i watched one on social media last night actually i've got a little boy that's 10 years old and um he was watching it and it showed you uh, a girl playing a ukulele and um singing terrible by the way yeah. um but that was the point and what they do is they said we're going to show this video, and then you can leave a comment, give it a score out of t- uh, out of ten, and then leave a comment about what you thought. And they were all like, "Your crap, your voice is terrible, blah blah." blah two out of ten. And then another group were told that whatever comments they were going to tell the girl, she they would have to read them out to her. And it was massive the difference in what they uh, when they thought they were actually going to meet the person, say it to them face to face, to what they were going to say online. The score was like she went from a six out of 10 average score to a two out of 10. And the comments were horrible. But then they made the girl go into the room where all the two out of 10s. And most of them wouldn't even repeat what they'd wrote online. And I think that goes to show that when it's online, people say and do things that they would never dream of saying in real life. I think that's and, it's, and that's when yeah. and it's weird, actually. It was Jordan Peterson that did this, said this thing about because social media is quite new, like a decade old, really, where we're all on it it'd be interesting to see what type of person comments because for all we know, there might be only 1% of the population that make up 90% of comments on social media. So you don't know if it's only people or the majority of people that have had a bad day or that aren't very happy or do you know what I mean? It might be interesting to see what type of person because I had never ever left a YouTube comment or a thumb up or a thumb down on any content I'd ever watched in my life until I got a YouTube channel because i didn't feel the need to thumb something down if i didn't like it i just wouldn't watch that stuff again or give it a thumb up to say if i did like it do you know what i mean i've never felt the need to do those types of things and um i just think it's interesting what type of person would do that now especially when it's negative like if you're going out of your way to leave a negative comment like you said about something that you've got kind of no control over yeah it's a bit odd isn't it to actually spend your time doing that
0: yeah yeah
2: I mean, I watched a video and I always talk about this in our, in our office. Uh, do you know who David Attenborough is? Like the, yeah. he does the voiceovers, like the animal guy, right? Yeah. And the video clip it was a four minute clip and it was called David Attenborough on giraffes, right? That was it. It's a four minute video of David Attenborough talking about giraffes and there was 35 thumbs down. And I just think what were you expecting from this video? It could have been any clearer <laughs> in the title. And the video was exactly as it was described and still you're unhappy. What did you want? More giraffes? More David Attenborough? I don't get it. And that's the type like, of I get that...
0: things like that sometimes where I'm like, I'm going to unbox this book box. And that's exactly what I do. And someone's like, thumbs down. And then in the comments, they'll be like, why do you hate MLMs? And I'll <laughs> be like... Yeah. This is a this is a th- unboxing video, dude. Just comment that on a different video. <laughs> I get
2: thumbs down on on videos that I've premiered. So there's people that are subscribed with the nof- notification bell before the video's gone live to thumb oh, it down. Oh, I get
0: that all the time. I but imagine
2: being that guy. Like what?
0: I did this video, which actually has a good ratio now, but before I premiered it, it had a terrible ratio where I did this video where I was talking about the concept of bisexual erasure and straight passing privilege and like this weird thing. And a lot of people found this controversial, which it is a controversial topic, but before people even listened to what I had to say, I started downvoting me and being like... Being like, how could you criticize this person that you're reacting to here? And like, I'm like, dude, you just listen. You didn't, the video's not out yet. Like, you know, and then when it came out, everyone in the comments was like, Oh, actually, I think you did a good job explaining this. I'm like, yeah, see, you just had to just wait and watch the video, dude.
2: That was, I used to get that a lot on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, how it works, the algorithm, if so, say if I did a video or, or a post, And you didn't like it, or you left a comment sort of like against what I did, all your followers would see that comment. Now, if they're your followers, chances are they're gonna think more like you than me. So I would get people that were like third or fourth connect, like you know, degrees of separation away from me, not even watch the video, but just agreeing with the person. Do you see what I mean? So you've got like people that have never even seen your content criticizing you for something that they've never even watched, but the only reason they don't like it is because someone that they like doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. it's just kind of that tribal mentality but that's what social media is isn't it i mean look at the u.s elections we had brexit in the uk oh my god look at, look at covid it's like i could go it, on about
0: political twitter all day it feeds but it's just mad isn't it and so that's much, but that's yeah. what
2: people spend their time doing in a strange way yeah. as much as losing seventy six thousand followers on linkedin which was the platform i built my real business on and it's a ball ache for my real business now i can't say that i've have suffered in terms of my mental health or happiness is kind of weirdly happier and it's one less way that people can mither me my instagram got hacked and deleted that had six seven thousand followers on wasn't asked i just thought like it's oh, sound it's because i used to get about 120 dms a week on there and it's kind of just like oh that's one less thing that i have to think about because i found myself just going in circles around social media twitter and anything i need to respond to right instagram anything needs to respond to linkedin And I'd do that at the detriment of my probably family life at times. Mad it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I get it with LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn was how I, before I got out of it and sort of shifted the business. So it was how I I built my consulting business after I finished grad school. Um, Didn't go in with any hard sales. I just moved to a new city and I connected with as many people as as possible in that city. And I just asked them out for coffees. And I was getting about one client every two and a half to three weeks that way, Mm. um, just by putting in the time and doing that. Uh, LinkedIn also was my favorite social media for a while. Is he, I, I man, I got bored of it because everyone started sa- basically when I first started doing it. I loved it. It was so fucking easy to grow. You just tag. yeah, that was the same as me. Exactly the same. You, you just I grew to thirty thousand before quitting. But you 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 tag like ten people. Because it wasn't hashtags, it was tags on LinkedIn that got you big. And then like eight of those 10 people would like the video without even watching it. You would get all of their followers then to see it on their timelines. They would all like it and follow and subscribe to you. And I did that all the way up to 30,000. And then I looked one day and I was like, literally everyone on here is listening to the latest episode of Gary V's podcast, quoting what he said that day and posting it as their own content. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck Gary V.
0: Wait, we to, I want to talk about Gary V. So, we now we have this, we have a bond. We're gonna we're gonna be sharing this bond forever in that we've all been ghosted by Gary V. Everyone who is currently on the stream has been ghosted by Gary V. And I think, I think that's like, who has been personally victimized by Regina George? We're in one of those moments. Who has been personally ghosted by Gary V? This is all like the Gary V,
2: me too. V2, we yeah. should call it. <laughs> Start the hashtag.
1: <laughs> I'm not that mad, Adam, he's not a mad d- at him because. I'm not mad at him. i think he's a jets he's a jets fan i'm a bills fan (laughs) bills kick their ass every year i mean it's depressing for him i'm sure here's
0: the thing guys (laughs) i wear a lot of beanies and have serial entrepreneur tendencies so like i get him i can't hate him i also make a lot of commitments to people that sometimes i struggle to keep because i say yes to literally everything that's like talked about me and rk's friendship is basically the jim carrey yes man movie that's basically us, except for when I ask if he wants to have a boxing match with me or make a diss track on PewDiePie. And in both cases, he says no.
1: But I'm adding that clip to my new subreddit, out of context, Abby Slut. I say yes to everything.
0: Are <laughs> <case> you <is> yes <laughs> to everything. Well, I've got, while we're talking
2: about little things where we take things out of context, I've got a folder on my computer, legitimate folder, because I'm pissed off at Gary. Let's okay yeah
0: Gap. let's talk about gary v let's talk about gary v I'll and of context so... and ghosting and we're gonna have so much fun with gary v right now guys
2: i've got a folder called gary v is a nonce mm. yeah
0: i forgot what that meant because that's a british term and, yeah, and that, so we don't have a... that term here and then i remember what that meant i was like oh shit can we gary say V.'s that a on a monetized stream now that we know what that means yeah can i say the word no. I don't know. I don't think what? you can say it on... I mean, you could probably say that because it's a British term and I don't know if the YouTube... Gary dropped... Vee is
2: a nonce. Okay? That's better. I
0: mean, guys, he's Google not... It. He's not... Um, the, the, Gary Vee, do not sue us. We're, he, he actually is not...
2: He's not one, by the way, but he's I've got not... a that says he is. And what I've done is... Yeah,
0: anyone who needs, to, who needs to know what it means, just Google it. I'm not going to say it on the stream because we'll get demonetized for it.
2: So, when I went to Gary V's office, he had a wall full of like figures, cards, and stuff like that, things that kids would often collect. Um, yeah. And we, I've seen many a Netflix documentary that would call them trophies if he was in uh-huh. a different line of work. Now, after I met him and he didn't come through with the thing that he promised he'd do, I then started to look at some of his tweets and stuff that he'd do. And I thought, can you put a sinister twist on that tweet if you took them out of content? So, when Gary V is doing tweets like, has anybody mm-hmm. got any six to 11-year-old entrepreneurs in their house? I would take Ooh. a screenshot of that and put it in my folder called Gary Vee as a nonce. Um, does anybody want to swap some wrestling figures? I would take a little screenshot of that and put it in my thing. You know, Gary V with lollipops and stuff like that. I would put that into my folder. So that is the folder that I've got that I was going to break out if you didn't come through with the Netflix documentary that you promised me.
1: That's diabolical. Good
0: lord, that is diabolical, guys. I just want to, I just want to give for for uh, any any uh, any Gary V fans who might be watching, ready to. Explode, I don't mind Gary, by
2: the way. I'm not like I'm. He's, he's he, what he, he is.
0: is not this act. He is actually not this thing. He's not this, a nonce. This no. is a joke. This is not real life. This is a this is a this is a sarcasm.
2: It's complete nonsense.
0: Yes. Yes. So. Guys, I, I hope everyone realizes that I just want to make like extra disclaimers. I see people get sued for like wild shit, and I just, I am not. I mean, you've I been guess manifesting I it an all episode. I've been manifesting getting sued, and like, I don't want it to be for this, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Gary, especially-
2: B, I went over and met him, and he wanted to know about basically like what we'll be we up to. So, I told him I was making a series called The Entrepreneur Series. He then got a bit strange, and he Wanted to know what? where were you filming? He said, well, I was filming actually at one of your events, blah, blah, blah. He got a bit weird. His body language is all over the place. But he then wanted me to turn off the camera and talk about who I thought was the worst entrepreneur, which I told him. And Gary V was like beside himself. He was so happy. He was like, yes, it's got to be about that guy. I can't stand that guy. If we go to Netflix, it's got to be about that guy. Everyone likes the, the bad guy, an enemy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, but I think the message is more powerful when you highlight the process and the formula that then people can use and identify it in multiple people that use the same these same tactics right that's what i thought but he said no everybody likes a bad guy but if we go to netflix this is who it needs to be about right okay then so he then said off camera i will help you as long as you make me look like the good guy which i thought was a weird thing to say but i get it you know why are you going to help someone but i think he was a bit nervous at that time because He'd not heard about what we were doing. And then when we said we were filming at his event. You would kind of be a little bit sort of standoffish. I I get it. Anyway, uh, the Netflix thing never came through. Like he then hit me up to say, if you pay 25 grand to me, we can do this together. So it went from, I will help you because I'm a good guy. You're good guys. Let's expose this thing that I don't agree with to let's make it about this person I don't like. So I will help you if you give me 25 grand. And then when I said, well, I'm not gonna give you 25 grand because already, I'm have already, i already doing this. It's not like I need, I need your help. You said you were gonna help me. So that's a big thing. If you said, I will help you for 25 grand to start with, I would have just said, no, I'm okay, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he said it was gonna do the Netflix intro, but he never bothered doing it. And then weirdly Netflix got in touch with me um, off their own back after seeing some of my content. And if you watch Money Explain, which is on Netflix now, episode one, that is the episode that I helped them made. And then they cut me out and removed any of the work that I gave them and told them about and gave me a little special thanks at the end. So I got...
0: I've seen that screenshot of the special thanks at the end. It has like you and CoffeeZilla and all of that in it. And like, they just let, yeah, that's that's Ripped
2: off the entrepreneur for me. So they ripped off the idea that I was meant to be making with Gary. But going back to Gary, so that person who he said he hated and, well, you know, couldn't stand them was bad for their industry them two do stuff together there's photos of them in his office discussing different things so it's totally grand pers- cardone it, no it's not it's, everyone thinks it is grand cardone because everyone i
0: think it's grand cardone but it's not okay
2: yeah it's not grand cardone um the reason why i think people think that the most by the way is because i drink out of the 11x cup
0: yeah
2: um when i say but the grand cardone reference there was he wanted me to pay 25 grand for that testimonial so mm-hmm. i was saying even testimonials can be fates um I won't tell you who offered me a testimonial for 25 grand. So the, that specific part of the video is about Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. But the person who the, the Contrapreneur Formula is actually about, and the person Gary Vee said he couldn't stand, he's in that video three separate times, but it's like an Easter egg. So he's, he's in the background in one of the pictures. Um, he comes out on stage uh, with a, a thing over his head. So the person that I basically followed around the UK, and this is where it gets a bit mad, by the way, Um. One of the excited um, people that ran on stage to sign up to this guy's course when I was at this guy's event um, signed me into an, uh, an event a couple of weeks later. So th- even the people that run up to stage and pretend that they're excited fans and customers actually work for these people. So there's actual plants in the crowd, getting the crowd hyped up. and You know, like a sort of trick that you might do with cards on the street. Yeah, and there's like a uh, someone comes over and pretends that they've won and then other people put the money down so yeah um, they use that type of tactic as well but I was going re- to announce who the person was hmm? I- I'll give you a clue actually their surname is an animal that's all I will say and that hmm. is the person that the Contributor Formula was actually about Tiger King wait no
1: other way around yeah. <laughs> We will figure
0: this out eventually, guys. But I I don't want to make you say it because I know that maybe you'll get in trouble for that.
2: Yeah, probably not as much trouble as saying that Gary V is announcing, which he isn't. It was just a joke folder I've got on my computer with questionable tweets in. Yeah, yeah. I've done an NFT actually. I don't know if you're into them, but I've done an NFT. I don't know if we're. Oh yeah, we
0: okay, so when we did Gary V week, we talked about NFTs for a while. Yeah. Um and well because here's the thing, this is when Gary V ghosted us, right? Is that we were talking about NFTs on our show during Gary V week and then we wanted like we had some people who were skeptical of them and then i've always said you know the best way to network and promote yourself is to get involved in other people's twitter fights at least that's what i've found to be true when i get involved in people's twitter fights somehow i make connections and get to know famous people and it's pretty great so anyway oh who's the most
2: famous person that you know if you're going to name drop i'd quite like that That
0: i met from a twitter fight is gary v oh wow (laughs) Um, but I he ghosted us. So anyway, so I was we were on uh, Gary V was in a Twitter fight with someone about NFTs because he was like replying and uh, arguing with them. And I just like slid in the fight and was like, hey, Gary V, we're following you this week on our show and want to talk to you about NFTs. You want to come on the show and defend NFTs to us? Yeah. And he replied with, yeah, sounds fun. Email me. And he dropped his email and then he followed me back on Twitter. And then he sent me a DM like unprompted. He sent me a DM and was like i'll come on your podcast for 15 minutes next week to talk about nfts and i was so pumped and so i sent him an email and gave him some times and followed up with him twice and he never showed up no,
2: he didn't even send I, drock I, yeah i went to um i i'd booked flights and a hotel to america and then he canceled that like on the two days before and that's Damn. it's a big I've, I've never been to america before so like for me, actually, I never leave Warrington, really. So for me to actually fly eight hours, go stand in line to get into the country for two hours and then go to a meeting, it's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he cancelled it like two, two days before and then he rescheduled it for another time. And I, just, he said like, when are you next in New York? I was like, I've never been to New York. So 35 years, uh, yeah. it took me this long to get there. So yeah, but then I get it. You're a busy person. You probably say yes to lots of things and then your team yes. has to deal with the fallout again, and shit. Yes they probably hate everything, everything he says yes to.
0: Yeah, his his uh, employees are probably upset all the time. Well, that, I that, spoke yeah. to them
2: when I was there. They don't like it there. They like they suffer from burnout. They're dead behind the eyes. I think the idea of working at VaynerMedia is far better than the actual reality because yeah. they have unlimited days off. But if you take days off, there's somebody that wants your spot. It's cutthroat. So yeah. what happens is no one takes any day off. So it's it's I mean if you've been on Glassdoor. You look at some of the reviews from people that work oh, there.
0: Oh, I should take a look at that. I love reading Glassdoor reviews of like. MLM yeah, but the, his aren't very back. good, and I know that myself
2: yeah. from weirdly. I did an event in Ireland, and I spoke to um, a lab that was like one of the main guys at Vayner that's gone off to work for Adobe, mm-hmm. um, and he was telling me like when I mentioned Gary Vee, kind of like smiled a bit and was like, "Oh, it's not, it's not what people think because there's so many videographers and social media marketing people that want to work at VaynerMedia because that's like the Holy Grail." they get there and they're working for free, they're working long hours, they're working below minimum wage when you actually look at it. It's just, I think, unknowingly, if it's the best case scenario, or knowingly, it's the worst case scenario, he knows that he can run that company like that for as long as possible because he could churn his staff every six months because there's a hundred other kids that want that dream. And that's why he's been clever. That's why he got into TikTok early. When I was there, people had paid $15,000 to have a 10-minute meeting with him. And all That's they were wild. doing in that meeting is pitching their business to him. And then he would either invest if he thought it was good or take a few social media pictures and send you on your way if it was crap. So it's quite good. He's got a shark tank, but people are paying to apply on there. And then he could decide whether it's worthwhile to. Him. But he's only built that position because he's on all social media platforms. He is like the go-to business guru for this YouTube generation. And by getting into TikTok, is also probably the next generation. So people want to be seen with him. So they will take ideas to him tell him things show him things let him get in getting involved in things really early um so it's clever you can't hate the guy for that you can't knock his hustle but do i think it's right i think i think he does things knowingly a lot more knowingly than he tries to make out do you know what i mean and you could see the thing with the nfts all those shit look, look how bad his drawings are you know like i think they're kind of cute
0: actually they're not look they're not snail what it's like before, what are you but doing I think they're cute <laughs>
2: But you know what I mean, though. Hey,
0: then
2: he releases a PDF how to set up an NFT wallet. You know, you can, I, you could see what was coming a mile off. So So I've done one, which is Gary V eating a lollipop and like looking at kids. That's my NFT. It's like a little oh, good lord. Yeah,
0: Um, guys, that's a joke. It's a joke.
2: Well, you, you wait till you see the animation. Right, no, it is a joke. It's a joke.
0: It's a joke. It is a joke. But yeah, so
2: I, I do think he's he, he does things, and a lot of the stuff that he says about you know sleeping and all that, I do think some of his advice is not good advice. You know, yeah. experts will pick it apart. But he says so much stuff. He says a lot of contradictory stuff, which is all right because people change their mind and their opinion on things. I just think if you are putting all your eggs in anyone's basket, Gary V's channel. My channel, anyone's channel, if you 100% follow someone blindly, you're on a hide into nothing. It's quite a dangerous thing to do. You almost need to look at someone's content subjectively and say, well, do you know what? How can I apply that to my situation? You know, not everyone can do 100 bits of content a day. So for you, doing five bits of content a day might be good, better than what Gary B does. Don't kill yourself trying to do 100 bits of content a day. It'll be shit.
1: Well, you also got to be, one thing we talk about here a lot is you got to be honest with your intentions. Um, A lot of gurus are selling their dream um and while it looks nice and people say that they want that they're not being entirely honest with their intentions i mean if ultimately being famous is what a per, i I say this regularly if being famous is what you want and all you care about is numbers the fastest way to do it is start a reaction channel on youtube you'll grow really fucking quickly yeah rk started a reaction
0: Um, channel and he grew so fast even though like he doesn't post anymore he still gains subscribers meanwhile like i i struggle to grow sometimes
2: yeah, it's it's interesting though, isn't it? Like you, your best content has to happen when no one's watching. That's the weirdest thing about this stuff. Like, look at Gary Vee now; he can do a tweet with just a fire emoji, gets retweeted hundreds of times, like in the first ten seconds. I actually did a a video about that. Uh, there was Gary Vee posted a two minute video on um, Twitter, and um, it had something like forty six retweets in the first sixteen seconds. And I thought, how can you retweet something and say, like, you agree, when you don't even know what the video is? Like, he could have dropped kicked a baby and ripped his shirt open and had a swastika on his chest at the end. You don't know. And that's kind of the position he's got himself in for now. He's got, like, blind followers that just support anything that he says. It's kind of worrying, really. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, Exactly. I guess with his nft one thing i was wondering was so when we looked into what his nfts were with the drawings there was also an element of like this if you own this drawing the nft for this drawing then you also it comes with like a ticket to his conference which i hadn't seen in an nft before but i'm wondering because part of nfts is that they have a value and you can sell them to other people so if the conference is already over Does it lose value value? like how does that work
2: i don't know it's just the is it the greater fool principle is that the is that what they call it that's what i think nfts are really
0: yeah i'm not interested in buying nfts i think that they uh i've also heard that they're like just the 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 code it takes to generate them and the amount of um crypto it takes to buy them is bad for the environment but i don't know i'm not an environment expert so i don't know
2: i'm not what questions have you got for me? Because I think, I feel like I've hijacked what you wanted me to come on here for. Really? Oh no, I don't get I speak to I'm,
0: I'm really You've good at interrupting, so I think I've asked you a bunch of questions. Anyway, um, I guess I want to well, know I a little guess... more. Sorry, go on, you first, RK.
1: Oh no, I, I, after you. I, well, let me let me point in the right direction.
2: After you, savvy.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, I'm gonna
2: Point out I had a bum chin because that's what I get in the YouTube comments all the time. <laughs> I didn't know I had a oh. bum chin until I started a YouTube channel. I'll I would
1: never go after someone's personal appearance. I only go after their intellectual integrity because I know yep. that that's what people are really insecure about online. I know that that I'm so I not am about it. to understand that. I about it.
0: when I wear a low-cut shirt, I'm incredibly hot, uh, according to men on YouTube. And if I don't wear a low-cut shirt, then I'm an ugly feminist stereotype who needs to shut up.
2: <laughs> You're married though, right? Yeah. So everyone thinks you're a lesbian, though, don't they?
0: Well, that... I'm, yeah, everyone thinks I'm a lesbian. Well, I'm. You're not a lesbian? I'm not a lesbian. I'm, I'm bisexual, so I'm like kind of a lesbian. I just assumed Tyler was a lesbian, too. Well, I, t- I tell Tyler he's a lesbian all the time. I'm like, Tyler, you're always wearing flannel and Birkenstocks and you married me, so like... I'm I just thought he was sure like
1: a really, a really fucking butch. I'm like, you might be a I used to go to a lot lesbian. of gay
2: places, like uh, gay clubs when I was younger, like yeah. sort of late teens, early 20s, mainly because I can't be arsed drinking beer and fighting and stuff like that, and like lads being tits. Yeah. So I just found it was a better night out. It was just sounder. And uh, my dad used to say, you're going to get a name for yourself going to them places. I was like, what name? Yeah, just weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited to spend my summer going to lesbian bars.
2: So Where?
1: Around all around Chicago.
0: Just like, there aren't that many, but Savvy's gonna...
1: going on tour. It's gonna be Savvy's. O- Savvy's gonna be the opening this act. This is what for...
0: we were talking there's, about there's yesterday. Quite a, there's quite
2: a few nice places in uh, Manchester. It's not far from us, and Liverpool as well. Like... Well,
0: I'm gonna. I'll come visit you in Europe and go to all the gay bars.
2: Yeah, it's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, Bonnie's
0: pretty talking cool. about the Unicorn Bar. So, uh, we had this brilliant idea yesterday on the stream that I want to start this bar called the Unicorn Bar. She um, wants to start an
1: orgy. She she wants to she, she wants to start an orgy. That that's basically what the bar that turned into. She's like, guys, is. there's gonna be a hookup room where everyone in the bar can go back to and have sex all together. That was your she, idea. That was your
0: idea. She
1: she wants to start an orgy.
2: How tickets? No. How much is wa- tickets? Ninety-seven dollars. <laughs>
1: Ninety-seven. <laughs> it has to end limited a seven. stocks available. So my plan was actually, I actually ends go- in sixty-nine. I wanted
0: to start yeah. a bar called the Unicorn, which would be because there's gay bars and there's straight bars, but there's no bisexual bars. I think there should be a bisexual bar. It's gonna be called the Unicorn. I don't know if that has the same connotation in the UK, but there's yeah. this stupid joke that RK makes that used to make to me or made to me last weekend that everybody makes where it's like bisexual girls are unicorns because they're horny and don't exist. But I also,
1: oh we, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we looped it together with, um, we looped it together with, it but the idea startup. Is that
0: exactly. It's a unicorn is also because a billion of the dollar fictional dollar startup.
1: comic. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I was like, I can make this unicorn bar and I want to get it to a billion dollar valuation. So it'll be a double entendre.
2: Yeah, I like it.
0: I like it. So that's my point. Who doesn't like them? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I like yeah. it. Get get it. some investors. Oh, I just got to get the horny investors. I got to get all the the men in Silicon Valley. We're, I should do we're... this before my breast reduction. I got to get a move on with this.
1: Yeah, you got to have your Jessica Rabbit photo shoot before you get the breast reduction too.
0: I, I do. Yeah, I've got a lot of that. Are you
2: really doing that? Is but that a real thing? Are you really doing that?
0: Breast reduction. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, is that because you don't want the YouTube comments anymore? Is that health reasons or just... Oh, it's health reasons because
0: I have scoliosis, so I, I have a lot of back problems. Yeah,
2: I saw your tattoo. Did you have that done in one session?
0: Yeah, I did. I did. I had it done two days ago. My back still hurts. I haven't been able to wear a bra for the past couple of days.
2: Well, you—you, you, I was going to say, you're lying face down. Do you only have the one for your face? Do you have another two holes in the table for you?
0: No, I had these, I had, to wear, I had to wear boob stickers the whole time because I was topless for it. They had these stickers at the, at the tattoo shop that says, quit peeking, you pervert. Oh wow, I, I like I was, it. Yeah, it was funny. So I had to wear that, but yeah, I was at the tattoo shop for like five hours and apparently the guy was kind of surprised at how fast it went because he was like, you're like a rock. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm laying face down, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. This is my sleeping position, but also it hurt really bad. So I didn't fall asleep.
2: Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I did
0: it in one session, and Good I'll session probably out of five
2: hours. I've done seven is the longest I did, and fell on my arm was gonna fall off by the end.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like I'm probably gonna go back and get more added to it in the future because it's my favorite tattoo I have. But I'm just like I'm ready to get matching tattoos with everyone because I'm like I just lived through we just lived through a global pandemic, so like I'm ready to go get matching tattoos with everyone because that's the least of things I'm gonna regret in my life.
1: Get that yeah. entrepreneur logo tattooed on you. Well, we yeah.
2: actually told one of the lads if we uh, would he get the would he get the contraband logo tattooed on himself if we reached uh, 100,000 followers? And he said he would. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, if you ever want to get a matching Good tattoo, hit me up. I always want to get matching tattoos. I want to get a
2: unicorn on uh, my back, a huge back piece. Well, uh, and I'm going to say, um, Unicorn Bar established 2021. And I'll say <laughs> I was there at the beginning. Dude, you're
1: our biggest supporter Dude, just for that alone. That's Thank that's you.
0: Biggest support. I love that. I'll get a unicorn with you. We can get unicorn tattoos together.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I just have to say real quick though. So um, Savvy's been a fan of yours for a long time. Oh, yeah. I re- I recently discovered you. So I've have the pleasure of binging all your content and watching it through Most all of it's it was.
2: missing I had to take 14 videos off there last week Or oh wait that in. was the
0: other thing I was gonna ask you about it was getting bad from LinkedIn and getting your videos taken down yeah
2: mad it so I've got like I've got copyright strikes and legal threats from um a few different people so I just thought I might as well take down the ones that are sort of being questioned or and getting troubled about just until I can manage to sort it out so I can't even do a video talking about it yet so
0: So it's for copyright, like people were striking them?
2: Copyright strike, but then also legal threats, letters from solicitors, letters from lawyers um, saying, you know, defamation and impacting my client's business and stuff like that. I think it's
0: wild. Like I've been reading, there's been a lot of articles coming out lately that talk about like, you know, the anti-MLM community and the community exposing business gurus. And it's like all these articles from the pro-MLM and pro-business guru side of people being like, these people just want to make money and build their audience. And I'm like, dude, you realize like how much legal shit we risk and how much we risk losing our entire livelihood like every day for this. I get that as well. Like,
2: oh, well, you make money because you make money through the AdSense. I don't pick the adverts on my YouTube videos. YouTube pick them. I I don't I get get
0: Beachbody ads put on my videos and Tony Robbins ads put on my video. I don't pick them
2: in a strange way It's funny that they're wasting their money on content that actually
1: has made
0: more money from Beachbody than any Beachbody rep has ever made
1: There you go. I The thing I was gonna say is actually fits in with this comment, too because after watching through a lot of your videos all at once um Two things I noticed one you love to share credit which really stood out to me. You you give regular shout outs to the people who are helping you. You make sure everyone who has helped you is well seen and well noticed in the video, which I always appreciated. And two, even when you're getting a little snarky and focusing on the negative sides of some of these creators, you do a really good job of making sure the victims are the focus and the negative consequences of those actions on an individual level. So I do really appreciate how you keep the story sympathetic without going for maybe easy views isn't the right word, but at least easier content to create by just dunking on assholes constantly.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a weird one that, by the way, because I think sometimes people are, are, on my content talk about like CoffeeZilla quite a lot and Tom <laughs> Nash quite a lot, as if you you either like their content or you like mine. It's a weird one where well, it's that's like- weird. Sometimes... I always
0: assumed you guys were all friends.
2: Well, we are, like we're in a WhatsApp (laughs) group together and stuff like that, but it's the audience seems to be, it's a whole divisive thing. It's almost like Coffeezilla's done a video on this, but it's like a very different video, very different theme, very different style. It's like, of course we're going to do content about the same people because they are sort of the main players in this arena. And it's, I've got no problem with promoting any of them people or their work because their work's good. I, I find it mad when people are surprised that you would do that as a, YouTuber. But I, I used to find that a lot where people don't want to collab unless you've got more followers or there's something in it for them. I've found like James Johnny's is a perfect example. James Johnny reached out to me before he'd even made his first video. He sent me a message and I give him like some advice and some tips and what I thought. And he told me about his video. He was thinking, I was like, oh, this is a good thing to watch. You should check this out. This is a good thing to do. He did that video and he's gone and done something like 5 million views. And then. When I did that interview with him two weeks ago, he said, I don't know if you remember, but I sent you a message about three years ago about this. I was like, Yeah, of course I remember it. I think it's just an, you know, a nice thing to do, but also, you know, it's not a choice out of James, Johnny, and me. You can subscribe to both channels, so it's no skin off my nose if I promote anybody, I don't think. So I just wish more people were a bit like that, to be honest.
0: I had no idea. Okay, so sometimes this is an interesting thing to because other than like me and RK doing this show together, I almost feel like this whole like business ethics commentary community is somewhat gender segregated, which is weird. Um, But I feel like that a lot. Like I feel like you'll see a lot of the men in this community collaborating and a lot of the women in this community collaborating. And then a lot of people will claim, in the side of the community that I'm on, a lot of people will claim, like, you guys have so much drama, you guys do repetitive content, whatever. But apparently the same thing happens on your side of the community.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, actually. So, do you know Moon cats. I love Mooncat. We love Mooncat.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's great. She and I uh, I, are—I will say friends, but I guess she would probably consider me an acquaintance. I gotta stop. thinking friends with everyone. everyone. I gotta stop thinking everyone considers me a friend. One comment
2: on YouTube, the person who calls you up.
0: Sorry, we reply to each other's Instagram stories and comment on each other's YouTube videos. In my mind, that makes us friends. That's the same.
2: That's that's the same as me and her. Like so, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she reached out when she was doing a video on samuel Leeds, asked me about yeah. him i just said like this is my experience his so yeah. i helped her out i like her content like i liked your content i sent you a message the other day saying i've been watching some of your videos and um it's i, I will there's not been many uh male and female collabs it is sort of gender split i would say but like weird. i said you're gonna come on my one you said i'm gonna yeah and but I then you've that... said yes you're gonna do the gary v and ghost me after this because you say yes to everything
0: no, I'm not going to go Oh, no, she through. follows Absolutely through. Not. She's not a ghost. I, I actually follow through. That's the difference. That's what makes me cooler than Gary V. Is I follow through. I'm, a, I'm an honest and reliable person.
1: She started smoking more weed to slow down time so she can do everything. Exactly. And um, I think that your unicorn tattoos.
0: If we have matching unicorn tattoos, we'll, we'll yeah.
1: Connect the community.
0: It's going to connect the community. Dude,
1: the unicorn tattoo will be our cult. Dude, I am
0: pumped for this unicorn tattoo. I'm actually gonna get a unicorn tattoo. I might actually
1: join you. I might join you. But then also the connotation
0: that unicorn often has is that you are single and willing to be a third for a couple.
1: Exactly. We're totally changing that connotation.
0: We're gonna change the connotation to be about our billion-dollar bar that I have just recruited you to start with me. Yeah,
1: we're we're reclaiming unicorn.
0: We're reclaiming unicorn. Unicorn's a compliment now. It's it's for the although business a lot goes. of girls on Tinder have already reclaimed unicorn by putting it in their the emoji in their bio.
1: Unic- unicorns are you know they're they're free. We could we can all claim the unicorn. I think I think the unicorn is the ultimate symbol of uh, of creative Hello? connect. Hello, how are you, Mike? Did I just disappear then, or could you see me walking off? We saw you walk walk off. We we saw you taking an important business call. We assume it was important. RK has to leave to take business
0: calls all the time.
1: Yeah, I work Uh, in an incredibly traditional field of finance. Um, I'm, I'm regularly supporting the traditional nine to five on this show. I think it's wonderful. You get your retirement plan set up. You get enough money to buy a house. That house can turn into multiple houses. I know when I'm working. I know when I'm not. I have time to write books in my free time
2: stress you uh, you don't have to take work home with you f- for a lot of the time like like now i've been through a global pandemic we have got 13 people that work here in this business i'm worried about their livelihoods and am i going to have enough money at the end of the month to pay all them pay them before i pay myself a lot of the time so you know it's yeah. it's I, I would make more money in a nine-to-five than i am at the moment because of what we've just been through oh, i couldn't yeah. furlough I definitely myself
0: would too, yeah
2: did you I, I don't know if you called it furlough in america but in the uk we could yeah furlough we called
0: it. it furloughing here too Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'd never heard of that word before the pandemic, but, uh, but yeah, so I couldn't do that. So I had to work through the pandemic and invent a business during the pandemic. So it was crazy. Otherwise I wouldn't have had any money even off the government because I've never paid myself a wage for the last two years. Yeah. So kind of stumped, but uh, there is, there's something about the nine to five. You mean, you can get better jobs. You can work your way up. It's very clear, but you kind of know what you're doing. It's, you know, not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone can be an entrepreneur. It's that, you can achieve anything sort of rhetoric, which is dangerous, that you can't, yeah. like most people can't. Statistically, you, you are going to fail. It's a horrible thing to admit to people. But, and going back to that unicorn thing you say, whenever these gurus show you an ideal of success, they're showing you the ultra unique, the ultra elite, like, oh, look, Elon Musk did this, Jeff Bezos, what's Jeff Bezos doing? But there's one Jeff Bezos in 7 billion people. Like, you are not going to be that by taking this $97 course. Like, the stats show you that's not going to show but that's who they use as an example. And also, Jeff Bezos invented Amazon. He wasn't getting 3% on any sales from Amazon. See what I mean?
0: Exactly,
1: yeah. And, that whole, it? and that whole idea that being an entrepreneur creates more freedom, it doesn't. I have more free time than my entrepreneurial friends. And uh, you have yeah. way more free time than I do, yeah. And It's beautiful. Also, the idea that you're going to be stuck in that job forever, it's not. I was bragging on the show. I bought my first house with plans to buy another income property in a set amount of time. Uh, So I very clearly see a path to independent wealth. I mean, a nine to five is a beautiful opportunity for you to accumulate some savings. And when you have those savings, that's when you can make very large decisions that will greatly impact your net worth.
2: Yeah, my biggest advice in terms of career advice, if anybody actually thinks that they want to run their own business or become an entrepreneur or get involved in startups, instead of buying a course on how to do it, I always say, go and work in a startup. So get paid for your learning because that's how I learned I worked in two startups for a combined total <clears> six years before I set up my own business. And I got a lot of hard work, but it was the lessons I'd learned. But the difference was I got paid to learn rather than paying someone to learn. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I was learning these things and getting a wage and learning real life examples of what worked. I was going to say
1: on the job experience, yeah. not, not you. when you come across this problem, you answer with this solution. It's exactly. no, we have a fucking problem today. Figure it out.
2: Yeah. And so it was only after six and a half years, it was in total of working in startups, did I feel confident enough to have a go, not confident enough to be successful. I felt confident enough in my experience and what I'd learned in the last six years to just have a go at running my own business. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was, uh, so when people think they can learn this thing in six months, uh, run a business and learn a thing that they'd never even knew existed two weeks before they searched for it. So that's what I'd always say, go and work in a startup. If you feel like you don't want to work the nine to five and you want to run your own business, go and work in a startup as your nine to five job for two years, like your national service or your conscription into the army, do it for two years and you will learn more in that two years than you'll learn from any out of a box, $1,997 course from any of these gurus. And that's
0: basically what I did too. Yeah. Is that like, I was even like yesterday I launched my new book. So I had a launch party stream with my publisher on and my publisher I was, uh, she just recently branched into book publishing. She had been a magazine publisher for 13 years and still is, but just started with books. So anyway, you're born uh, in
2: the nineties, by the way, hence yes. the book. Yeah.
0: I was born in 92. Yeah.
1: Savvy, uh, stop giving your fucking information online.
2: <laughs> everyone.
0: I'm, I tell everyone I'm 28. I'm pretty open about the fact that I'm 28.
2: Yeah. I was 1984. That was when I was born. Oh, so, I so you are 90s. a
1: dystopia.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same
0: year as Mark Zuckerberg because he created a dystopia, which makes a lot of sense he was born in 1984.
1: Oh my god, yeah. you guys are the ripple. You're the you're the ripple yeah. year. You you're your own generation. Everything before yeah. 1984 and everything after 1984 completely different. Yeah.
0: But yeah, my um so my I worked like did the I like worked at my like my publisher when she was doing Just Magazines, I was a writer for her. I was a, you know, regular reporter and writer for her magazine for I actually, for the past like six years now, I still do it, but that's like connecting with her as how I learned about publishing and getting work out there before I started my own thing, which I now have my own book business. And so it's been pretty cool. It's like, but yeah, that's how I'd recommend it. I've learned more from working with her than I had from, I mean, I even, I went to college and everything and I learned probably more from her than from college.
2: Yeah. Well, I went to university, same thing. It's like, I, I, I wish I hadn't really. I've learned more from real life experiences, but people want to try and shortcut that. And you will always get that because everyone wants to do the path of least resistance, don't they? So Mm -hmm. if someone is going to teach me, so to speak in a course, that's only going to take two hours of my time or six modules, I'm going to do that rather than going and working for someone for two years. But the difference is you're probably, you you are living that life for two years. You're getting paid to do that. Um, You'll learn far more. So that's my idea. Actually, weirdly is I want to do like, um, the entrepreneur sort of apprenticeship here where we'll take someone that's not very good at school from a local college and every year we'll let them work here for a year and learn about digital marketing and how to do our website how we do advertising how we create a product and teach them about business while they're here still pay them and stuff but just take someone and then let them be here for a year and then they can go and set up their own business but we can keep them here if they want to like a sort of an incubator for young people that weren't very good at school that's our actual, we've only been talking about this the last sort of six, seven weeks. That's because, a good, yeah. Yeah, because we've got this office space. We learned so much. We're now involved in so many different things. We've got crypto mining rigs running. We've got website. We do content. We do marketing. We do content marketing, graphic design, all these different things. We've got a YouTube channel. We do video editing. We do all these different things that, you know, you're not going to go to college to learn these things. It's not really seen. But if you're not very good at college because it doesn't really speak to you or how you like to learn, then why not go and work for us for a year so? Uh, be cool i think
1: i think you're touching on i mean i'm not gonna back up on any hard statistics but there has been a decline in mentor apprentice relationships that correlates nicely with the decline in people attending trade schools and i think that with this void and that lack of mentors in people's lives outside of their family and maybe one high school teacher has created this perfect vacuum for these gurus to step forward and say i'll be your mentor look how successful i am and it's only going to cost you this much money
2: and pay me. And it's wrong. I've, I say I did a, an episode about um, just do you really need a mentor? I've had two mentors in my career. Both of them wouldn't have called themselves a mentor. Probably didn't even know they were my mentor. But I learned so much from them and I wanted to be like them. One of them is a really nice guy in business, had his own business for like 25 years. He's just retired actually last month. And I could talk to him and ask him any business question. And he would give me his um Unbiased advice, and I didn't have to listen to him. Or what? Not at any point has he gone. Yes, you're now in a Facebook Facebook group with a thousand other people. You all pay me $19 per month. It was none of that. It was just he had done something that I wanted to achieve in business, so I would just talk to him. Um, and then the other person was a guy that I worked for. I worked for him in a startup business, and he paid for me to do personal developments. And he said to me, um, "I think you're bigger than this. I think you've got the ability to go on and do your own thing." So. I, even though it would hurt my business for you to leave, I think that you can go on to achieve bigger things. So he paid for me to do, um, personal development. And then when the job came available to work in a new startup, he told me I should go for it. And if it didn't work out, I could go and go back working for him <laughs> again, like a really nice guy. And they both did business the right way. They were just time served businessmen that were successful, well liked. And it kind of proves to you that you didn't have to be shady. You didn't need no marketing tricks. You didn't have to be sort of evil or a sly bastard to make a lot of money. They just were good, salt of the earth, working class people that did the right thing by enough people and were successful. So I think mentors are good. I would never pay for one. There's a difference between a coach and a mentor, but mentoring, I think that there is a lack of it. And like you said, there's the perfect vacuum. Cause when we were young, when we were younger, the generations before us, um, you worked in a factory in your local area. There was no social media, or you went and joined the army, or you went and joined those types. Your life was mapped out for you now higher divorce rates, more broken homes and stuff. You're on social media all the time. You think that any 23, 24, 25-year-old lad does have a Rolex, does have a Lambo, and you kind of, because you're young, aren't you? You're 14, 15, 16. You don't realize that that's bullshit, and it's not it, It's not even real. So you kind of want that lifestyle, and they kind of become a father figure for you, and it's toxic, I believe. So I think we're on the same page with that. That's
1: absolutely. I have a Rolex.
0: But it's not a real Rolex. I went When I was in China, I went to a knockoff market and I asked someone if I could buy a Rolex. And they took me into a weird back room and pulled out all the duffel bags. And then I negotiated with them and ended up getting it for $32. Does
2: it still work?
0: No, it doesn't work at all. But it it, it, it accurately looks like the Rolex logo. But they have to hide those in the back because Rolex is one of the companies that will crack down on the knockoff goods. We
1: have a question from a viewer right now. Mr. Dave Vaughn. Are oh, getting... Dave
0: Vaughn's here. I love Dave. He's great.
1: But what do you think of this? Mike and Savvy, I, I lobbed the question to both of you and your unicorn tattoos. Are we getting close to peak entrepreneur or are we just getting started with this? Uh, what you almost,
0: like, do you mean okay. like, sorry, because I, I was going to say, I think the pandemic almost has made it harder on a lot of business gurus it's destroyed a lot of people's trust in them because this whole idea of you can control everything in your own life and all of your own finances and everything then the world gets hit with the global pandemic kind of shows that we're not in control of anything actually
2: yeah but i, I think the other way now they, they, they now realize that they can take this online before these do traveling show right they sell tickets for oh, a show yeah. do it do it live now they can reach an audience of millions like just online webinars so it's kind of it's weird because to me i think how can anyone fall for this anymore because i do a video every week about it yeah but then what you don't realize is there's 14 15 16 year olds that are seeing this for the first time
1: so they don't
2: know our content so i would say my content kind of tailors to an older audience that are like a bit more savvy so my audience wouldn't fall for it but you know there's one born every minute isn't there so it's the same thing it's been going on for thousands of years really it's just the medium they use to um, get that message in front of a big audience has just changed, you know, before it was traveling circus, snake hall and all that type of stuff. Now it's online webinar on demand. So, and it's mad as well. I think there's thousands and thousands of them and they're just doing it at a different level. you know, there's, we know the big ones, Ty Lopez, Clement Chang, who's hit me with a copyright strike, um, Grant Cardone, all these different people. We know those people. They're probably not the most dangerous ones in the world it's the ones that you don't know that comes out and he's a property expert in a, a small town that's selling tickets and stuff like that so no i don't think we've reached peak entrepreneur i don't think it can ever be stopped either you know more people are getting educated and wise to it but there's a whole new generation that don't know anything about it and it's not just this either like you said you've got um fitness fitness yeah. gurus instagram uh, models you've got people selling supplements you've got people um selling all sorts of the music industry like the, all these scams go on. MLM. Dreams and
1: insecurities. That's why so, nice. yeah, I like think to talk about like
0: the scammers of the book industry because there's so many of these like publishing companies that all come out of the woodwork, which are really just like a business guru trying to sell you on the dream of writing a book or trying. Yeah, to sell take you your money up front
2: to write your book and self. But you could self-publish a book, like I, I like.
1: And then they still, still take royalties. I have self
0: published many books. And yeah, I'm the book I released yesterday was the first one I did with like a traditional publisher. All my other books were self published. And yeah, you don't you you don't have to pay a company lots of money. And especially if a company is like, you have to pay us to publish the book, and we're going to take your part of your royalties, then you know, it's a scam. That's the entire problem yeah and that's the thing is oh man it's just there's so much of this though and there's so many people trying to sell courses on how to write and publish a book and it's like you don't need a course on this i can just explain it to you in 10 minutes like
2: do you think the problem is the internet because now i think everything is too accessible and it's too easy to do anything like we could set up i don't know what you call it in america is it an llc yeah like a limited limited company in the uk we can go and set up a limited company in the uk for in 20 minutes online pay 29 pounds fifty dollars whatever and we, we're now a business owner a limited company you could never do that in, in the 80s and early 90s so music you had to go and get a music deal and now you can be like a, a soundcloud rapper or a rapper in your bedroom and do mumble rap like the barrier to entry of so many things because of the internet and it being like a hundred mile an hour non-stop the world never sleeps that the quality of people that do things now is. Do you know what I mean? It's like talent is no longer a pre to do anything. Does that make sense? I
0: think to an so, extent, sure, but I actually really like that there's a lower barrier to entry. This is actually, I've done so many video essays on the concept of narrow casting and the idea that like, you know, back in the day you would be, if you were successful in one of those creative industries, you would be one of the few people who were successful in it and have a huge audience. Whereas yeah. now you can have a small audience that's enough to make you a moderate salary and be one of many that's successful. Yeah, like a micro
2: influencer, twenty to yeah. twenty to thirty thousand subscribers, and you can.
0: I guess that's me. I have twenty three thousand YouTube subscribers. They recognise the sweet spot
2: by the between because... twenty and thirty, and that's I think a lot of marketing companies don't realise that they should be doing stuff with you because you've got a far more engaged audience. And say, Kim Kardashian, like let's just say she's got I don't know 50, forty million Instagram followers, but. Yeah actually that are going to buy the products but those companies look and think oh 40 million people are going to see this message but no they're better off doing something more niche with you because your audience is really interested in that thing does that make sense yeah
0: i've just started getting sponsorships i don't know if like when i hit 20,000, suddenly people started reaching out to me for sponsorships yeah the um
2: is it a sponsored boob job are you gonna have to promote them afterwards get 10 percent off your
0: oh dude i hope i get to do that well i think this is just poetic justice because i made so many videos where like 10
2: percent reduction
0: where I'm I would talk 10. about, uh, well, no, I'm going to 10x my boob job. I'm going to get. They're going to become
1: triple Zs. Yeah, yeah. I
0: get 10 times as much boob cut off as is as, as medically necessary. Just, just one. Because...
2: Keep one normal size as a party boob for the weekend or oh, for the unicorn club <laughs> back room. Just keep one.
0: What <laughs> you want? Oh, my God. I guess. Yeah.
1: To, to your one point on if the internet's the problem, I think what you were outlining is accurate, but I don't think that means the internet's the problem. I think we just haven't fully adapted to it yet. So yeah. in like 10 years, the market will have all leveled out on that front.
2: Yeah. It's like a gift and a curse, isn't it? Like now, like learning so easy, you could like, why would you pay someone to learn something you can find out for free, but I get it. You know, there's certain things that I would pay for, but Uh, and equally the the internet or any kind of search engine is only as good as the questions that you're asking or what you want to surround yourself with. And that then becomes your reality. You are the content you consume, I suppose. And also as well, if you're searching, how do I make a million dollars in 60 days? I guarantee if you're the type of person to search that question, you're not the type of person to actually earn a million dollars. If that makes sense, like you are asking the wrong question.
1: I think it's also interesting that you brought up the, um, micro influencer and I do agree with your point there but it's because I do completely agree with you there is a sweet spot and it's not the biggest influencer you could get because for example when I just go to a Logan Paul Instagram and I click on here my first thought is how many of these are fucking fake because I take a look in the comments and I'm like I I'm so lonely I need a boyfriend my story you won't believe what's in my story um like here to win a giveaway like a lot of these are fucking bots yeah (laughs) And it's these. You get you get get DM'd on Instagram saying
2: I can get you to ten thousand followers. You look and they've got five followers.
0: Look, yeah, you didn't even get ten thousand followers. Why should I trust you?
2: All these bot accounts. So uh, weirdly, I got someone that contacted me on Twitter saying that he can get my LinkedIn reactivated if I just sent him all my details. I was like, I'm okay, thanks. Sounds like a good deal. Sounds like a great deal. He just wants to help you. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so. I would say ask me the questions from the uh, from the chat, but I imagine there's none. Does it? Does everyone understand me? Because a lot of people say my accent's quite difficult to understand.
0: No, I think your accent's great. A few people have commented that your accent is very lovely to listen to.
1: Guys, don't make us look bad in front of him. Yeah. Ask questions. No, we do ask have questions. some questions.
0: We have a question from Bonnie. It says what do you think of channels that blow up by association, but low quality? She said bandwagon channels that are in their first videos, but have over 20 K in just a few days, just by association, which dude, it took me two and a half years to get to 20,000 subscribers. That's two and a half years of consistent uploading two to three or more videos a week to get to 20,000. And I'm like, I grew very slowly. Some people blow up out of nowhere. Reaction of channels. Yeah. yeah. 10K, well, say it. Like you know, a month
2: is it 90% of youtube channels never break 10,000 subscribers so you're in the top 10% of world youtube channels if you've got 10,000 above And i think there's not enough credit or a lot not enough people don't know that because again they're looking at unicorn channels as a as a market success I, my my little boy when i when i got 30,000 i was like oh i've got 30,000 subscribers that was my first year i was like quite pleased about it and he was like oh well uh, mr beast's got x whatever and i was like yeah but Mr. Beast is one person on YouTube. Like most people don't hit ten thousand, twenty thousand,
0: thirty thousand. So, also apparently we're in like the the top. What are we? The top ten percent of podcasts because we made it past the first ten episodes or something.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's some it's some stupid high number. I think it's like ninety percent of podcasts. It might be a little lower. It might be like eighty percent of podcasts, but it's still very high. Don't make it past ten episodes. Again, that just makes sense because everyone with a voice starts a podcast. And um, yeah. They I said, after. if
2: everyone's making again, it's like the same with podcasts. If everyone's making a podcast, who's listening to podcasts? If everyone's making an online course, who's buying online courses? It's, it's well, eventually it's going to run we out. know
0: that we have people listen to our podcast because we, we can see the comments happening.
1: Yeah, let me just finish typing this comment under Holly Fran's uh, ID. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
0: oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I don't even know what number we're on. We have a lot of podcast stuff.
1: Have you got anybody so. from the UK
2: listening or not? Actually, we, we
0: sometimes do we. Uh, if you're from the UK, let us know in the chat I know 11, I can 11. point out a couple Canadians right here, I appreciate that yeah, Canadian... The
2: Canadians are in the UK
1: um, I've
2: got family that live in um, the greater Toronto GTA, I've got a lot, a lot of family that emigrated over there
1: Yeah, you also have royal family that went over there Canada's good mm-hmm. Well, I mean Meghan Markle and uh, the whatever Yeah, I'm not 100. related
2: to I'm not related to Meghan now
1: yeah, but I was saying, okay, everyone, uh, ever moves to Canada from England. It's it's sort of like you're. Uh...
2: It's a nice, it's a nice place and a nice open spaces. quality of life is meant to be nicer? It's a sporting nation. The kids. Okay, stop, healthy.
1: stop complimenting it.
0: See, here's the thing. <laughs> I appreciate that all of our Canadian viewers are such uh, good sports about everything because RK like hard insults Canadians. Multiple I got the times stats every up. single episode. And well, you know what? They're they barely really any have. of our
1: audience. On on here, what I'm looking at, I see two percent Canada, I see three percent UK, I see five percent Germany. Shout out Germany! I see six percent Czech Republic. We're hitting the we're hitting Europe hard, and then I see US. We also have- oh here oh, we man. go,
0: Becky right here. Becky's in the UK. What's up, Becky's in the UK. Hello, where Becky. are you from, Becky? Um, and Keelan's just reminding us that she's Canadian, and Paige the puppet is Canadian. Um. I'm glad that we have a Canadian puppet in our audience. That's I'm happy we
1: have know. a Nigerian listener. Yeah,
0: we do. Where I don't we, see.
1: No, just I'm looking at our Spotify numbers. Oh,
0: at our Spotify <laughs> numbers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ke- Keelan's barely Canadian. She lives in Quebec. Um, America, oh, she's um, I'm America. French. I'm Americans for a free and liberated Quebec over here. <laughs> yeah,
2: it blew my mind when I heard them speaking French in Canada because I wasn't expecting yeah.
0: that. Well, in Quebec, they've got the language police. Yeah, They, yeah, they, they are... make you, you... You have to register your business in a name that is proper French words. Otherwise, you get in trouble. Well, you I can't... got a
2: toy sent by, from my family in Canada, and it was um, bilingual. So it, it was either... You know, it's like one of them baby toys. So it would, like, read a book out to you, either in French or English.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That was... um. But they're from... They were from um, Toronto, so I was surprised that it would be in Toronto, but
1: yeah canada's weird queen on the dollar bill uh, or not the dollar bill they don't they don't even you know so i've only been to america once th- i've only th- been th- to america i was there 48 hours
2: and i actually saw a dead body i saw someone getting put in a body bag i was only oh, in new shit. york for two days yeah.
0: good lord yeah i guess regularly in chicago you come across people that you're not sure if they're dead and then you call 911 and then then you don't stick around to well this out.
2: this person was definitely dead like they were zipping a up
0: oh my god i saw someone playing, in, was the time you were in america to meet gary
2: b yeah, that's the only time i've been yet and the worst thing was i got food poisoning just before i flew out so the only i only went to gary b's office so i've never seen new york at night i've never been around traveled anywhere i went to Madame tussauds just to do some shots and that was it but i was literally heading the toilet being sick like that's terrible night.
0: well if you ever want to come to chicago you're welcome here I welcome oh, everyone to my house, which windy, you can really get doxed one day. Yeah, because everyone's uh, everyone's welcome at my house. I'm always inviting people over. Stay. Everyone can stay for a week on my couch. I don't care.
1: Savvy's dream is to live in a commune.
0: My dream is to live in a commune or a hype house. Sometimes an entrepreneur commune. At, we look at entrepreneur hype house. Uh, world, by hype house properties, I mean we just look at large houses and think of how we could turn them into a hype house.
1: I saw a post
2: actually. It, was it yours? It might have been yours, where someone said people always say that you should, you know, get a house, blah blah blah, with your partner. But nobody says you should get a massive mansion with yeah, for your friends. Yeah, I friend.
0: shared that was someone else's post, but I shared it in, on Instagram, so you probably yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird actually.
2: because I'd never ever thought of that, but that would make so much sense. It's students I would kind of have it that. right, really.
0: Like, yeah, I I would prefer to live with like dozens of people somewhere rather than I'm, but I'm like. I think what I've heard is I am I am beyond extrovert and I am just in emotionally needy territory. I need to be talking to people and surrounded by lots of people at all times.
1: Well, because you like plug yourself into them and you you, you, sometimes you create energy, sometimes you drain it.
0: Into people in the orgy room. Yeah,
1: you're an eye friend. You 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 you're an eye friend, and your friends are your bases to charge on
0: i'm a wee friend actually no you're a wee friend you right. gotta change all the eyes to Wee's if we want to manifest adam newman this week
2: yeah, is that yeah. what is that who you want to speak to
0: adam newman from, oh i would uh, love to speak
1: to adam I'd newman to from speak WeWork. To the
0: founder of we <laughs> yeah dude he's wild we were we were t- discussing him yesterday i recently read billion dollar loser the book about him
1: we have he's, a question in he's... canadian so if you need me to translate let me know <laughs>
0: Um, okay, cool. I'll uh, let's ask Mike this. What's your favorite thing about YouTube? If you had to focus on pick one metric to focus on improving outside of views and sub count, what would it be?
2: Uh, well, do you know what? Like, it's probably not the right answer, but I would say having a YouTube channel has given me opportunities to speak to people that would never speak to me normally. So uh-huh. in a strange way, I can invite someone to come and do a video with me or something like this, even where you might not be able to get like a business owner or director or founder or someone that you're interested in that would spend an hour of their time unpaid for to you talk to them. So I've kind of used it as networking because I hate networking in real life. So my YouTube channel has become sort of networking for a recluse basically. So I've managed to speak to sort of famous people in the UK, business owners and stuff like that. So that is the opportunities it creates for you um for my actual real business and just networking has been far greater than any kind of ad revenue I've made or sponsorship deal yeah. that I've uh, managed to convince someone to give me for my content so that's been the best thing for it but equally the the other side of that the worst thing is people everybody's an expert on what you do and what you mean and what you should do and it can get a bit tiring sometimes yeah but then I, I treat it like I put up content whenever I don't I don't follow many of the rules of YouTube. I don't post on the same day. I don't post at the same time. I can go weeks without doing content. I'm kind of not really that asked because I've got a real job that's my real life. And I know sometimes people get on the sort of YouTube treadmill. I have to keep putting a video out every two days. I have to keep you know worship the algorithm and stuff like that. I'm not really that asked. I make content for me. Will would I like it? Is it a question that I want to know the answer to? And I just kind of make my own content. If people want to watch it, and people like it, great. If people don't, I'm not asked.
0: I think that's partially like why I got a lot into the business guru space on YouTube instead of like I was originally exclusively a booktuber and I would just review books. And I got a little bit bored of doing all the just like standard book review stuff. And I wanted to, especially since like in the YouTube booktube community world, one, it's drama twenty four seven, and two, there's a lot of it's like just people reading like fantasy novels and stuff and i read mostly business books so i started finding my niche of like reviewing shitty business books and then i got into the business guru world which i find much more fun to do videos on because there's just like a lot more a lot more varied stuff i feel like you can do um but i feel like i do have to post a lot on youtube because now that i've started making decent money from it i'm like this is how i'm going to pay for my breast reduction is solely yeah. through YouTube ad revenue, which is great because I'm like, here, I... I um,
2: would you would I, you say how much you earn or, not, or would you not say? Just I'm sure.
0: I mean, in this year, I've been doing really well. In April, I earned $6,000 on YouTube ad revenue about. Oh, that's wow. when you
1: started selling feed pics though, right? Yeah. No, that's when I started selling
0: feed <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, And in May, I earned about $4,000. Uh, April was a bit of an outlier. I don't normally earn that much money. But, yes, you
2: earn more than we do. Really? Yeah, yeah, a lot more. But yeah. that's
0: because April I had a few videos blow up because that's when Rachel Hollis, everyone would come to me for Rachel Hollis videos and she yeah. was had her whole like TikTok thing where she's like, "What makes you think I want to be relatable?" That whole that whole fiasco she had and because she was kind of like tanking her own career, people were coming to me to see what I had to say about it. Yeah. And then one of her employees reached out to me and was like, "I'll do an interview with you." And so then I could interview one of her former employees and get the inside of that. And so because of all of that, like that really helped a lot for that. Do you
2: life. find the problem though, is when you're doing videos like that, they're quite reactive. And this is what I often think about. So, you know, Stephen Graham,
1: do you know sort Stephen of. Graham? Sort so of. he
2: just, yeah. So uh, what I like about his content is quite clever. He does two sort of topical videos each week and then one piece of evergreen content that will always get searched. So it might be how to invest in stocks, how to win. Yeah. He does that content and that's where he makes the majority of his money. So he gets the traffic in with his jumping on the reaction type stuff that we were talking about before. But then he's building up, I think of videos as sort of like rental properties. Yeah. So if you make evergreen lead generating content that will always be searched, like I've got a video that does about six, 7,000 views um, that I made three years ago and it was called Crypto for Dummies. That gets searched, that's gone through the roof now. But that consistently makes me money. And it's like, I want to now have a channel that's got Sort of ten or fifteen of those videos making me money every month, and then I can do the sort of funny stuff and the more shocking stuff or a bit naughty stuff as well, because that kind of it comes out the gates, it does well, and then you know it, it drops right off. So you kind of got to find a right balance, I think, in your content that you do. Like no one's yeah, watching Contrepreneur to... Bingo six months later. It's like a it's just fun for that week.
0: Yeah, I try to do things like that a little bit. I think that that's a good good piece of advice, though. Like to yeah. try to especially focus on that because I always do every Monday I do a video related to books or writing. And it usually sometimes has like a, a business angle to it. And then every Friday I do like the the big, dramatic documentary style expose type of videos every Friday. Yeah. And so Friday videos are the ones that get the sponsorships and the good ad revenue and stuff. But I like to put out the Monday ones too, because sometimes those last. But I think that's a good idea to think about like something that people will search. Yeah, that's what that's
2: the content I make for my clients when I make proper business content for people. I always say, what are the what are the top five questions that your ideal client is asking? You need to make content that answer those questions because that question will always get asked. So say if you're in real estate and it might be, you know, how much deposit do I need to buy my first property? That is a question that always gets asked. So why don't you make a video about that? And then that is where you will always be seen. You'll always be a recognizable face. You'll always be trusted. You're giving value. So that's the kind of stuff I do with real businesses in real life with my day-to-day job. And, and that's what I kind video of like to... that.
0: It's called having huge boobs sucks. I put it on my channel back before I had like any channel. I put this on before I even started my channel. And I did it to plug one of my books which had a body image angle to it. Yeah. But this did video Did that video
1: bang? Did it do well?
0: Oh yeah, it got demonetized though. Yeah. um but boobs it, were the
1: number one search term for people how people found her for at least for like
0: two years yeah. the top search term the it's hard to search, search, search term, with one hand as well it was like... boobs <laughs> boob sucking huge boobs like just a combination i can imagine the that.
1: tags on that video as well
0: i don't think <laughs> i even put tags on it i just yeah, titled it having it huge boobs sucks and I youtube totally...
1: ran away with it
0: youtube yeah, yeah <laughs> people were certain sur- and then like the comments like the average watch time on it's the only video where 99% of people watching it were male yeah. most of my audience is female otherwise watch
2: time less than 15 seconds
0: the, yeah the watch time was like 23 seconds and people were like probably turn it on and were like oh she's gonna keep her shirt on and just talk and then probably move to that or the
2: other ago. way it was that good a video they were finished that quick so <laughs> why, why look at the negatives
0: that's right that's right <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like. But the that's positive the video spin. that regularly yeah, gets a lot of
0: views. Still, is like every. But I was so excited when I finally got to the point that my channel had other search terms going ahead of boob-related search terms. They're like not even in my top ten anymore, and I'm very proud of myself for that.
1: Well, there you reduced to the boobs,
2: <laughs> right? I'm gonna have to love you and leave. You know.
1: Oh, we understand. Thank you so much for coming. Well, unless on you've today. got,
2: unless you've got other things for me, I've got to shoot. So I've got oh, no, no, no. That need we, to pick up.
1: We completely understand. We thank you so much for your time. Yeah, this,
0: is so much for being on today. this is already much longer. This is like our longest episode ever because we were having such a good discussion. Um oh, so... I didn't know
1: like what the vibe was here. If we go for like four hours or something? No, we
0: know. just go for as long as people want to go. We for. We usually then... only go
1: for an hour to an hour and a half because I usually have my first meeting by nine a.m. my time. Oh or, shit, time. I forgot the time difference there. So it's like yeah, afternoon. It's, it's like it's... school pickup for us
0: it's 10 a.m. here so yeah okay so yeah we should uh, wrap this up thank you first of all thank you so much for coming on the show we really if do you,
1: appreciate it you were such if a you pleasure to subscribe
2: <laughs> is there a button here somewhere no uh
0: so oh yeah subscri- wait hold up i'm gonna <laughs> let me let me make pull your channel up so to make sure everybody subscribes to it
1: yeah that's what we need um and then... help me get to a
2: hundred thousand because weirdly i've convinced myself that something good's gonna happen at 100 k even though when you hit that figure nothing happens
1: yeah. hear that queen of spade, help
0: that's right okay so we're gonna here is uh yeah thank you so much for coming on today if you i feel free to message me at any time if you wanted to do i know you mentioned another video Uh, i'm
2: expecting uh to cut the ribbon on the unicorn
1: bar club
0: oh yeah we'll make this unicorn bar happen we'll get matching unicorn tattoos let me know when you're when you're in the u.s and we'll get a matching unicorn tattoo it'll be great
1: i just gotta pull up the channel real quick so people nowhere else to go so they can see the so channel this
0: is this is where you guys can go make sure you give oh, you like, it up a very subscribe much. because his channel is great it's one of the first channels it's better than ours this genre. it's yeah it's better than ours it's really good um thank you so much for for coming on the show today no worries. uh appreciate it very much i hope you have a great rest of your day today
2: and you too thanks very much we very Absolutely. much appreciate you yeah see you later
0: bye um, and y'all, thank you so much for watching this morning's show. It was longer, but everyone kind of stuck around, and I love I it. like him. Uh, I like yeah, Mr. The, Mike Winnett. Yeah, he's a good dude. I had a, he's those a great du- conversation. He's a, he's a charming um, man. Yeah, perfect nice, for Scammers Week. Not because he's a scammer, but because he exposes them.
1: I was going to say, he's perfect person to get the unicorn tattoo with. Couldn't pick a oh, better Oh, Absolutely.
0: Version. I'm very excited for that. Um, y'all, I've got to go take care of Chewy and uh, stuff like that. Uh, RK is going to get us demonetized, blowing smoke in the screen. Nope, I'm I- not going to do that. You, you literally just did that. Nope. <laughs> anyway, I will I will see you guys again. we will see you guys again tomorrow morning on this show, and I'll see you Friday on my main channel. Uh, don't forget to support small businesses and don't support scammers and have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Goodbye, friends. Bye, everyone.